So before we dive into today's episode of The Age of Ashes, as always, thanks to Paizo for having us here on the channel. If you notice, they did not uh, signal boost our show via their social medias this week. That's my fault because I didn't get the thumbnail made until yesterday morning when I realized I hadn't done that yet this week. That's my bad, not theirs. I am bad at my job. But obviously... <laughs> The most direct sponsor having us here on their network. We've also got Sirenscape, which has been providing the beautiful, uh, horrific sandstorm background so far uh, today. Yeah, last week's episode, and then we'll probably, I'm certain, continue in today's episode here. The wonderful spectrum of horrifically grating noises we wish we didn't have to hear, but are immersive. And I said that we're playing them anyway because that's the experience because machine gunning and really funny gug sounds mm -hmm. and also the machine gun fist <laughs> the machine, machine gun, gun fist, fist is the best <laughs> but you know of course our newest partner Narts Foundry providing literally all the dice that we have here the dice trays the, the pounds um, of that dice. we have on the table the many many <laughs> 20 something many sets. pounds of dice on the table this oh that's cute you think it's only absurd. 20 but it's something up in the numbers as that we had left off last week it's a number Coming through Duskgates, we had merged into a series of confusing and concerning, uh, concerning circumstances. First, being confronted with a breach hill all but obliterated from the face of Isker. Promise of Fire, one of the Hawk's heralds, um, with a single breath, blasting all of us into a whirl of impermeable burning ash, which then turned out to actually be a sandstorm, which was honestly really not that much better. Less damage. Less damage. A lot less damage in the dragon Better breath. exfoliation. My poor gourd home. <laughs> More destructive. How you get for just something anyway? to live inside a pumpkin? Yeah. Don't it's... forget the best part. Halflings make terrible house builders. <laughs> Don't forget the best part. Lied to a demigod, convinced a demigod to think differently, scared a demigod. Hit demigod with an axe. You did hit the demigod with an axe. Aha! There were it's some not obliterated 20s. all of you from the reality, but I mean, like you stood, uh. you stood your ground. There was a proud moment for the groupie to be sure. We exercised all three of the socials. But stats. making our way through this blinding sandstorm, the duskgate is led out to in seemingly the middle of an empty expanse of desert, and uh, rolling, blistering dunes being thrown into our faces by these howling winds. We made it to the edge of a settlement, maybe a half mile away, which was even that distance, not an easy journey given the circumstances. Only to find a roaming pack of fairly potent elementals just ransacking the local townsfolk on a rampage, wanton slaughter for no rhyme or reason. We were uh, unable to really make any meaningful change to those events we saw before us, but we at least got vengeance for most of them, slaying a few of these whirling elementals before, through the sand, at the end of last week's session, we had seen a new face, a small, tiny gnome figure. Uh, anything about their features, obscured and indistinct, the incredibly heavy clothing wrapped around their body, wrapped around their face, uh, even across this small gap and this, these incredibly heavy, dense cloths they have drawn around their entire body. There seems to be something lighter underneath it. No part of them visible or exposed. <gasps> it's blasting a, it's a gnome present. Do I get to open it? 
And they no. had motioned the group of you over to follow them deeper into Pine Plain. Mm. Well, so as we begin this week, along. if it is not in, out here, I will follow them. Yeah, you are. Uh, we start off now following this small figure through the Howling Sands, who is leading us uh, through the street to where the buildings, uh, once very sparse, maybe a few dozen yards between each on either side of the road here, are becoming much more compact very quickly. And in fact, almost immediately being replaced with strange, narrow structures that extend up almost as far as you can see through this sand, at least 40, 50 feet above, while only being maybe a dozen feet across. Hmm. Each of them on their outside uh, bracketed by a winding staircase that uh, continues to ascend the building at sharp angles to various fronts facing out in every possible direction with doors on these landings. Kind of like a minaret or something. Kind of, yeah. And there are... You walk past on your left eight to ten of these spaced out fairly well packed through the area. Standing at extreme odds to the much more traditional buildings that you had uh, seen at first on the city's outskirts. On the other side of the road, the buildings are squat barely six, seven feet tall, but massively broad. Uh, one of them stretching as far back behind you and forward as you can see through the blowing sands, punctuated with myriad various windows and door fronts to this, what surely is some kind of a path that this gnome is leading you through here. These buildings seem to have been almost constructed and placed down at complete and total random. Their construction, their design, their functions, following no rhyme or reason that you can follow. Well, they are built by gnomes. It is a gnome city. It is a very much a gnome city. Uh, and as you're passing through this, I believe you are recalling knowledge, Rez. Yes. Do you want to roll me some bardic lore here? Bardic Maybe lore, what the hell did they build and why? <laughs> lore gnomish cities. Let's go with that. I am a rat, sir. That's a 30 total. This, I mean, for lore on gnomes, it's probably not bad. Yeah, as far as you can tell, the reason that there is no uh, structure to this, there is no system, there is no formula to the construction of the city is, well, because there very possibly isn't. You've seen almost exclusively of the half a dozen figures that you've met since you're here now being led, gnomes sons one. And you may honestly really have never heard much of cities run entirely by gnomes and that's largely by choice they're not a people that tend to want to do things like that to have the responsibility of you know planning a city designing districts ensuring that it functions so if there was a settlement of gnomes left to their own devices it's entirely possible they just didn't bother <laughs> <laughs> they're a very whimsical race of people, much due to their ever-increasing efforts to avoid their own personal experiences with bleaching, which, uh, for those of you unaware, is a very terrible fate to uh, befall any of the gnome kind. They are almost fey folk themselves, and this bleaching that you would, you would know of, and the rest of you may have, uh, you, your best friend is a gnome, Marshall, you probably at least heard of it. Oh, yeah. If you're trained in society, I'm sure you've at least heard of it. It's an expert. Maybe you know some of these details as well. It's almost a... 
Every, everybody here knows Christine's about heard this. of gnomes. They're like halflings. No, everybody here knows They're what like less hairy is, halflings. Yeah. Except for Roisin, which is <laughs> odd considering she's probably the palest. Most of, of you <laughs> would know of Believe them. it or not, skin complexion does not lead to knowledge about gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> No one walks up to you. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> Most of you would know of the bleaching as a strange disease unique to the gnomes that quite literally drains the color from their bodies. Their skin and hair are left almost chalk white. And oftentimes they don't survive terribly long after that. It's very rare for a gnome to live much longer after bleaching. Uh, but Rez, and probably Resme as well, you would know it's not a disease per se, really. It's just a, a nature of their connection to this plane. They're not wholly creatures of the material plane, really, gnomes. They're as connected to the first world as they are this one. They're half in, half out type of people. And they are very literally driven by whimsy and excitement. The bleaching almost literally is boredom manifest. And it is something that is always looming over every full-blooded gnome. And their lives, as long as they can stave off the bleaching, don't have natural ends. They don't have really a finite lifespan. As long as they can continue to keep themselves entertained, which after years, decades, possibly even centuries for some of them, is an ever-increasing bar, you can keep on living. You know what? A sandstorm with a whole bunch of elementals trying to kill you is nothing if not stimulating. It is true. But if they kill you, the bleaching <laughs> is no longer your main problem. That's the point. That's the point. You're just regular dead. You want to avoid that one too, probably. But honestly, to many gnomes, vastly preferable to bleaching. Mm. And this town, what little of it you can see as you are led down this main road here. This town is very much a, a monument to that. And as you pass by here and this road starts to bend around, uh, leaving its northern tack a bit to loop back, uh, taking a more southern heading still eastward into the bulk of the town and towards the center of this village, the gnome in front of you turns back and uh, motions out ahead of themselves. It's not terribly far now. It's another few minutes and we should be there. Running to Basil's Basin. It's a shelter. The only thing that's really held up well enough against this storm in the last few days. Thank you. Basil's Basin. I know, it's some very nice consonants, isn't it? I'm wondering if it's like they sell wash tubs or is it a bar? It's probably a bar, but they could sell wash tubs. That would be different. Or herbs, basil. And as you make your way through this storm. A desert. That would be interesting. Barely able to hear yourselves talk over again the intensity of the blowing sands here. You can occasionally hear just motes of the situation a little further at the distance. Uh, you can almost feel the presence of these elementals, a few of which you've already defeated, just out of your range of vision, just beyond what you can make out through the sand. And Rasheen. You still feel unsettled by this strange howl that had pierced through, that had sent the uh, all of the denizens of the building in front of you fleeing into the streets to be cut down by these <clears throat> elementals. You still don't feel fully recovered. This You are still frightened, one. This is still sitting like a pit in your stomach that 
just won't fade. But after a few minutes, the buildings start to give you much more of a berth. They widen away into a more open plaza that at first looks like you've passed your way all through to the far end of the town before an enormous building starts to come into view. Seemingly made of mud, brick, and just earth more than traditional timbers or concrete or better stones. A massive, looming structure looking much more like something you'd see in the city of, uh, in the center of a far denser city. Comes into shape before you, just alone, for no reason. Oh, this is Basil's Basin. But I'm gonna need everybody, before we can head inside, to make me a fortitude save. As it has been a journey of some, min uh, some maybe 10 minutes out here through this intense storm. Unfortunately, Roshin's moment of respite has helped uh, many of you overcome the detrimental effects of the standstorm previously, but while we're still in it, it's only staving off the near inevitable, Res. 29. The minus two to your everything, my good friend. <laughs> Functionally sickened, but not retching. Roshin? Uh, 33. You are okay. 31. You are okay. 32. You're, so you're okay by the transitive property. Did you roll a one, Marshall? <laughs> 40. Okay. <laughs> Marshall is unbothered. I mean, it's maybe irritating, but it's having no real direct effect upon it. It's him. a slight. It's a slight ditch. Here now, but uh, Even as you approach this building, Just you, opening your mouth to like the uh -huh. <laughs> You can hear a almost low roar emanating from seemingly the walls itself as this small tiny figure leads you around to the northern end of this where an enormous massive set of wooden doors are set into the front of it and uh, the gnome grabbing onto a ringed iron handle and digging their heels in pulls back as hard as possible uh, before finally getting this door just to creak a little against the roaring winds and then fly open uh, where her stance has to adjust immediately to stop her from being slammed in the outside wall of the building, revealing what looks to be a totally open, almost amphitheater. Hmm. The inside of this building sports huh. nearly nothing. It's a basin. It almost looks like a convention center. <laughs> it's just a huge, open, empty floor hmm. near half the size of a football field. And absolutely filled with gnomes. Hundreds of gnomes. So you mean it's are... like there's a carpet? <laughs> How tall are you? I'm uh, seven nine. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tall as hell. Hundreds of gnomes are crowded into this building here. Uh, thanks, fortunately, to their diminutive stature, it is not as packed as it would otherwise be were they larger folk, but every now and then punctuated throughout, there are occasionally small groups of other travelers, some humans, a few dwarves speckled throughout, but probably 97% of the maybe 500 people in this building right now cap out at about three six. <laughs> Quickly waving you inside, I imagine the group of you 
head in through the doorway. Close yeah. the door behind us, because <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this gnome is up to it. Resist <laughs> this gnome in sealing the, the, the door behind you. And as that locks out the sandstorm, finally you get your first brief moment of respite for the roar of the, sound, the sands to be replaced by the roar of hundreds of gnomes here, all in their various groups uh, throughout the room conversing about whatever it is. It's, a, again, a dull roar. Hmm. Uh, it is still very full in here, even regardless of how small they are, though it's a bit of an odd feeling. It's like a room full of kindergartners completely packed because, like, you tower see. over almost all of these folk, but it's still very, very crowded. Mm. Why are you trying to give me nightmares? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm their height. You're Why like, am I getting chosen? You are down in there. You're, like, in the middle of packs. I'm West one of the here. kindergartners. Like, <laughs> well, the rest of that. you. I'll just reach can... down and pluck you up. What are you a kid down there? <laughs> okay, dokie. I'm going to put you right Marshall back down. just kind of <laughs> stops for a minute, does a quick little shake to get all the sand out of his beard and his armor like a dog. <laughs> Many of the various... <laughs> Many of the various gnomes uh, around you as you come in the door, of course, recoil back as the door opens and the sand blows in, and this is a cause a lot of the cacophony and kind of chaos as you come in here. And you can already see there are a few inches of sand now, just in the few moments the door was open, letting the group of you in inside the doorway. And many of them are still turned your direction. Faces uh, of all ages turned up towards you. Many of them bearing a, uh, a very similar kind of tanned complexion. They appear to be perhaps residents of this desert village, but beyond that, nearly no commonalities in their appearances. Hair colors and styles of every imaginal variety. Uh, some of them with all kinds of different uh, tattoos or piercings or other designs uh, all uh, across their faces, their ears, as uh, many of them dressed in wild outlandish fashions. Many of them dress much more like the gnome that led you here. Many of them dress much more plainly. It is an incredible mixed bag of very small gnomes. Hmm. But one of them, uh, is very clearly making their way up towards the door. She is perhaps one of the plainer looking of the bunch here, uh, sprouting what, uh, or uh, wearing what seems to be a much lighter version of what the one who had been traveling to the town has been. Mo mostly beige or tanned uh, clothing, very loose and light around her tiny little frame, uh, and a simple, almost cape trailing a little bit back behind her, but only down about as low as her waist. It's it's like a napkin in actual size for the rest of you. She's got very bright red, somewhat kind of unkempt hair, swept across the one side and then just loosely back behind her. And a few bright silver piercings in each of her angled ears coming up. Very bright green and again, for, for gnomes in Galarian, like almost unsettlingly large eyes centered in their faces, they really do look like children. Mm -hmm. But especially to those of you who are not around gnomes very often, there are maybe like one or two that live in Breachill. There aren't hardly any. And even in major cities, they're not an incredibly prevalent race. This would certainly be the greatest number of gnomes anybody has ever been surrounded by in this here party for sure. But as she comes up, the gnome that led you here immediately stands a little bit more upright and holds a hand up above the eye slot with a mesh back behind it that you can now kind of see through in the torch and lantern light inside here. 
The whole room, by the way, is decently well lit from some torches sit around the outside and then just all throughout the crowd, various lanterns and lamps of different sorts being held aloft or placed on the floor amidst groups of gnomes standing or seated around them. Immediately salutes to this new approaching figure. And you see them open their mouth to say something to this new gnome, but does not get a single word before the new arrival nods and looks up to the group of you. Who are you? Where have you come from? We uh, came I from the middle. I don't recognize any of you. You're not from Finder Plane. You're merchants. You don't look like merchants. Not merchants. We oh. came from desert. You know the uh, stone ring about half my little town? It's a terrible time to travel through the desert. How did you get here safely? <laughs> not not well. It's been quite a trip. We're oh. looking for Katapesh. you have any idea where it might be? Katapesh? Oh, it's uh, perhaps a day's journey east of here, maybe, through the desert. Oh, quite uh, convenient, quite convenient. I couldn't recommend it at the time, though. I, I can't imagine you'd survive the journey. How did you get all the way in here? Did you, you didn't come from You didn't come from Katapesh. Oh, this one oh, was no, very no. nice to go and guide us in. Oh, of course we haven't come from Katapesh. Why would we want to be going there if we were already from there? No, 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 certainly not. Uh, no, uh, we, um, we passed by a, a group of people who looked like they were from the town getting uh, attacked by a very violent group of elementals that we uh, summarily dispatched. And she puts a, a hand up open, almost like Pledge of Allegiance style, over her chest and nods curtly to the other gnome. Oh, well, thank you, Hildegard. Head back out, see if there's any more you can find. Bring everyone you can back here. It's the only safe place we know of. But What's you... your name? She's looking at Rez specifically. The only one she can make eye contact with? Yeah, the only one is not looming oh, twice um, her height. Um, I'm Raz, just Raz, Raz. Um, Raz Rasheen, Resme, Rasheen. Marshall. Oh, terribly rude of me. Terribly sorry. Right. But, but, and your name? Yes. Oh, um, and she stands up and, and kind of like pets down her, her garb here, just trying to straighten it out a little <laughs> bit. And kind of holds her head a little bit more aloft. Oh, I'm the suit master of Finder Plane. Uh, my name's Wasoka. Did Sorry. she say soup, soup master? master? Soup master. Okay. Because ah. <laughs> I could see gnomes calling the leader of the town like the soup master just because why not? Because <laughs> it's fun. Spork. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to clarify because the accent's making some of her words kind of hard to understand. I just have one she question though. Is ladle. the soup delicious? <laughs> Says it. The right. <laughs> I've been the soup master here for... Uh, 67 days now. Like, soup. 67 days now, I think. Oh, that's a long time. I oversee the, the trade, general mayoral duties, and uh, now emergency operations is necessary. So, so another question, follow-up question. What's with the sandstorm? Um, I mean, we're in the desert. Sure, oh. honestly. Uh, I don't really know what to make of it. Uh, Finder Plane doesn't have a lot of very long-term residents or historians, but uh, I'm pretty sure a dust, dust storm shouldn't have lasted this long or be this severe. We're two days into it. It's only getting more stronger every day. Or uh, possibly or, every hour, it feels like. Or the violent elementals. Yeah, uh, I don't. Pieces. I don't think sandstorms generally have murderous elementals in them, though. You met Hildegard. She's the leader of the volunteer militia we made yesterday. She's and some of her troops have been skirmishing with a few of these weird monsters that are out there. But I don't know if they came and started the storm or if they're just enjoying it. Hmm. This hmm. building seems to be the only place that's really been fully safe for them, but we haven't managed to get everyone here yet. But people are still trickling in, so they must be sheltering at least somewhat safely throughout the city. Quick question for you. If you when you say monsters, are you referring to the things that sound like they're howling like wolves outside? That's, you know, make most people feel... Bleh? So you, you, you've heard it too, then, yeah? Yeah, we, we, when we got here, we, we heard a few of them. Oh, there's... there's <laughs> heard, saw, felt, goodness gracious. There's I don't know what you're talking about. Something <laughs> terrible out there. I don't know, something really creepy. 
I don't know what to make of it, but it's it's not the same as those those big angry sandstorm things that just just look like a cloud, but they hate you. Elemental. It's, <laughs> it, it's very different from that. This this thing, it's I don't know. It's talking to people. Some of the survivors that have come in this morning and yesterday, they've told us they hear like whisperings in their mind, urges toward toward violence, or they've been tormented for hours hearing voices promising the end of the world. There's oh boy. Something worse out there. They've, they've had reports of glowing eyes and horns disappearing into the sand. Hmm. Whatever it is, it's it's certainly evil. It's cruel, but it's also smart and relentless. Well, it sounds like something we'll have to go deal with. Do you know anything about it? Well, not at least. Not no. yet. Not with that little bit of information. I have a suspicion, but I don't like to talk about it unless I get a better look at it. Well, unfortunately, there's not a whole much I can tell you. Whatever this thing is, it appears and disappears in the flash of an eye, in a single blink. Well, and it doesn't tend to leave many survivors, it seems. When was it seen around recently, or perhaps in a specific place? It's been seen all around Finder Plane, from what I've heard. Well, that's unhelpful. Hmm. It's... I, I, I don't know what to make of it. It's a thing like a nightmare. Do you hmm. think it's related to the, the cloud monsters, these elementals? Telepathically, I would ask Resume, uh, do you perhaps think that this has anything to do with Portal that we experienced? Yeah, I think it definitely does. I think we unlocked some sort of instability, and I'm not really sure how or why, but I think we have to go on the assumption that this might be something to do with it. Oh, fantastic. But you're you're welcome to stay here. We don't have a ton of supplies. We weren't really prepared for, uh, well, anything on this scale of... I think apocalyptic is a safe word to say, really. Um, but we'll provide for you for as long as we can, as we are everyone else in here. Oh, it's... Sorry, go Oh, no, sir. It's very kind of you. Thank you so much. We shan't, we shan't be a drain on your resources. We promise that. If anything, perhaps we can help out a bit. Yeah. Uh, especially if uh, there's uh, some demon floating around in the storm that we need to go and hunt down. Or oh, those are our specialty. Others. You said there are still some survivors that need to be tracked down. I mean, we'd like to hope so. But if you're here to help, we can, absolutely. We can use all the help that we can get. Well, we all um, help each other. There's only a few of us left who are strong enough to, to hold our own against any of these kind of monsters out there. It's pretty much just Hildegard at this point, honestly. Um, we've got a lot of local leaders that we, we haven't found yet either. Uh, my predecessor, the High King Narvamel, uh, we haven't heard anything back from him. He, he might still be in his estate. Uh, I imagine that if there's travelers that have come through mm. or, or any of merchants that wouldn't have known the city well enough, wouldn't have known to come here that we haven't found yet, they might still be at Blue Market. It's where they mostly centralized, but that's that's been too far for, from here for us to get a good expedition to. And, well, we desperately need supplies. I don't imagine if anything's still really intact, but there's a granary north of town. That's the best that we can think of. Again, it's too far for us to reach easily, but you managed to get here. A granary? You grow it here? Well, we don't grow it, but we, we keep uh, a stock of what we have brought in. We can't grow a whole lot of anything here, really. A couple of people tried um, back when the Grand Determinator was the rule. I think that was three months ago. It was before the High King, and it was before the Grand Emperor, but it was after how, Seance Master. How often do you turn over rulership? Uh, every couple of weeks, generally. Why? Well, most people get bored, really. No one's really up to the duty. No one, no one really wants to stay to it for long. But I've been a Seance Master for 67 days. It's one of the longest rules we've ever had in Finder Plane. And we were enjoying a great period of stability in, well, until the storm. Okay. Right. Uh, a long time. Well, uh... Uh... Gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of look at Resme and, uh... Well, lass, it, if it's one thing I could tell you, with growing up with a gnome, it's, uh... 
things change very quickly, except, well, I can't really say much because my uh, gnome friend was raised by squirrels, but um, I, I, I generally get the idea of what he's talking about. Well, all of that actually is, is really secondary. If you could figure out how to stop the storm, I mean, that would be great. That would be the best thing that you could do. I think that would be the best thing we can do. Right. Well, Seems fair enough. Put him to go outside and investigate. Well, let's take a moment to catch our breath. Uh, some of us are looking a bit worse for wear from coming through the storm. Perfectly fine. Um, so, so have then. Would you like to take a seat in the big? Oh my god! Beards, wonders. She just kind of motion uh, over a little bit away from the door and just to kind of wave her hand nonchalantly back and forth. Uh, parting uh, some of this crowd a little bit, giving which they are more than happy to get out of the way of the group of weirdos that have just come in, who are various states of gravely injured. Uh, you are afforded a very wide berth through the Sea of Gnomes, although all of them very intently watching as you come by. You can literally see out in the distance, like uh, dozens of feet away through here, many gnomes that are like standing up or quite literally on each other's shoulders trying to look over and see what weird crap is going on at the door here. Uh, the are we inquisitive people? The old two children in a trench coat trick. My Mataz is going to be on my hat <laughs> doing little tricks for them as we walk by because he hasn't had attention in like five sessions. <laughs> Fair. He's entertaining the children. As I'm as I'm walking down the, the row with the rest of the party, I'm just potato for you, potato for you, potato for you, potato for you. Just but, pick up uh, Marshall and buy his ankles and shake him. He'll feed the whole amphitheater. Yep. She would lead you out maybe only like five, ten feet around from the door, but away. So would it open again, you would not be blasted by the full intensity of the sandstorm. But still up against the northern wall of Bezel's Basin, where you can take a moment to rest, uh, treat your wounds, prepare as you as you see needs fit. Hmm. How are we looking, Chad? Perfectly fine. Not Chad friends. Uh, we knew what you automatically meant. called you Chad. The streamer came out for a moment there. <laughs> oh my god. Perfectly fine. Not sickened. Marshall's good. Sickened but not sickened. I'm hurt but not super badly. Um actually I think uh, we patched each ourselves up pretty well after that fight. That's so right, because you really just yeah. You used that really cool spell, I forgot what it was called though. I want to rest no. with helped out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. If you really are just like massively fatigued by Again, you are like being sandblasted. Yeah, very smooth by the storm here. Rats don't have like a defense against sandstorms. Well, this is not even like a regular sandstorm. It's like a supernaturally intense, incredibly over the top sandstorm. Desert rats' defense is they go in their burrow and wait until the sandstorm's done. This is like hydraulic push, but it's sand and constant. Like it's whoa, it's very unpleasant. Wait, so if I had like a wingsuit, I could jump, open it up, and just. I think the sand several people have tried that uh, just last week, actually. <laughs> it was super fun. It has worked zero times so far. <laughs> they immediately hit a wall, and now they're a pancake. It does seem like it's nearly impossible mm. to fly in a sandstorm. Uh, I'll take down some uh, alchemical uh, healing, and I'll pass them around as people need. Um, actually, Sukmaster, if you wouldn't mind. Of course. Um. It seems that we actually come quite unprepared to be walking around in a sandstorm, our garb and uh, clothing being perfectly suited for where we came from. Uh, however, here it's not really proven up to the task. If you had any sets, maybe two or three per person, uh, that we could actually use to try to keep the sand from blasting into our lungs, it'd be much, much more convenient. Um, well, we've kind of been working what we have on that one too. If you saw Hildegard when she led you back in here, that wrapping that she had was, it was actually a set of curtains that we pulled out of the palace. And uh, most of what was covering her body was a sack. 
that we used to, that we've gotten some from merchants that were selling us potatoes the other day. Wait, wait, wait. I it's... think I can make us some things. Wait, wait. Does Resume just have a, a, a small dresser filled with clothes we can just Typically, just salvage? Typically, if the sand is blowing particularly yeah. hard, we just don't go I, outside. I, I, I can make us some stuff that I think will work very well. Well, if you, if you can do that, that'd be spectacular. <gasps> this is going to be so exciting. No, it's not a makeover. We're looking for utilitarian issues. I'm going, just because it's utilitarian doesn't mean it can't be pretty. As I'm sitting here drinking my ale, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm fine. Watch. A I few just... hundred years ago, uh, the chancellor had decided that perhaps a wall around the city would suffice, and maybe that would help both the defenders from, well, just roving bandits, but also the wind, just to at least break it from the building somewhat. Uh, but that project never really got finished. We built about a quarter of it, and then he resigned. And then the Terminator that took over from him just sort of abandoned it. That's it might have helped, but no one's ever really picked it up since then. It's probably for the best, actually. From what I've seen, when things tend to have things blown around, like sand or leaves or something like that, they tend to pile up. I think if you'd actually finished the wall, you just would have buried the entire city. Well, the idea was it would pile up on the outside of the wall. But the, you'd think that, but that doesn't seem to be the way it works, I've noticed. We didn't really get a whole lot of opportunity to test it. Again, this was a few hundred years ago, so all I really have is the writings that I've, I've kind of glazed over. But fortunately, the Chancellor was one of the more uh, literate of our leaders, and actually le left a good amount of notes about what he was planning. But I don't think any of it really matters at this point. That was a really long time ago. And besides, the Grand Determinator, a few rulers back, uh, overruled most of our existing legislature while she was in, in charge. Your Grand Determinator can override the laws as they feel like it? Uh, I'm sorry, our, our Grand Determinator, Her Most Majestic Selwyn, uh, she really wasn't particularly interested in most of the laws that we had. She thought laws were pretty stupid. Um, I think, anyway. Well, to be fair, most of them are, but... She pretty much threw out, threw out her, her entire existing system of governments. But, I mean, that happens every maybe third or fourth leader that finder planes had. But they oh, don't, throw, their, so but they don't throw themselves out of government, do they? Oh, uh, well, I mean, she left to go to join the circus, I think. Goodness gracious, yeah, she did throw herself out of government. I don't I know. I really could admit the dedication to the task. That's happened in a couple of libraries I've been members of. They get into wars over the type of classification system they want to use on books, and no one can ever find everything, anything ever. The history of finder planes never really been uh, well documented, I'd say. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, she'll take out this little box, and it'll jump open into a wardrobe. Here you goes. The crowd of gnomes would in slightly close. <laughs> <laughs> open up and go. Hmm. You and you and oh, you're already caped. That's gonna work great. I'm not wearing the cast iron corset. You can't make me. I will fight you in this place. I'm not <laughs> wearing a cast iron corset. We're looking for good material, not style right now. So <sighs> She's cannibalizing the dresses to make Marshall this. Marshall just pulls up a chair, sits down, starts nobbing on a potato, a watching the show. <laughs> it's uh, actually a gnome. Sits <laughs> <laughs> on a gnome. <laughs> Quick, I'm blinded. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you might be making, I believe I'll be happy with just the goggles. Oh, well, all right. Uh, the scales do a pretty good job. I got you my know, goggles. You're just getting polished. You're going to come out of this uh, looking better than you I'll did be before. Shiny. Maybe a very Sweet. shiny lizard. This is like sunbathing. You get like plus one to diplomacy rolls <laughs> yeah. for a day. <laughs> Extra um, shiny lizard. You so went to that lizard wash. <laughs> so essentially, what I'm going to do <laughs> is um, I'm, since all of us have capes, and like cloaks because we've been in cold places and we've been in foresty places. What I'm gonna mostly focus on is headgear, things to protect Do our ears. Do you all have cloaks? You came I from have... Kintargo, which is pretty temperate and coastal, and then we all Cobbler, at least have to have winter clothing. I have a jacket, but do you bring cloaks. your entire wardrobe with That's you? That's what a bag of people that aren't resume. I, I don't. 
I don't I do have winter clothing. I don't go to the winter places. You're a desert. I don't need. I'm a desert I rat. I'm like, I don't know. Clothes. That's a safe assumption that everyone's got like winter garb on them. I have. Although Breach Hill admittedly is well, kind of. I have of up two cloaks that are magical that I keep on me. That's true. You have a cloak of the matter bank. And then I have my red leather what was jacket. What's the second one? You have a cloak of the matter bank. Uh, uh, it's appropriate. You don't remember which one it is. All right. All right. Yeah. I thought. After Does it have a second one? <laughs> I, have a, I have a cloak of Elden Kind. That's fair. So I, I could have. just. He has the unassuming cloak. Which yeah, is yeah. Why I, I, I did get there. The unmemorable mantle, which I can just hand to somebody. Marshall it's like a, a trench coat, but with he a big just hood. Put the gug head on. No, I like he doesn't even do it like that. He just better. tickles the inside mm -hmm. of mouth and like a Venus fire trap. It just goes. Like uh, most <laughs> of what you would have of your gug outfit at this point, just from like 20 minutes out in the sandstorm, is largely now going to be much more skeletal than it was previously. A whole lot more exposure, and you will have—you will finally have dealt with the horrible stench of the just rotting gug that he wears <laughs> around. The uncured gug, and head. it would just be bones now. Aww. So, uh, using prestidigitation just Fine. to make it look really impressive, because uh, she wants to amuse the gnomes. Um, I'm going to use my crafter's eyepiece and uh, advanced crafting tools to take what I've got and start rapidly sewing and pulling pieces together and pulling out like a measuring tape and sizing everybody up to kind of get a sense of how much material I need. And Vasilka's just kind of watching all of this as you're going. Uh, just totally absorbed by whatever it is that you're doing here. This is gonna be so much fun, Raz. I've always wanted to dress you. I'm not a toy. That barber never got a chance to do your fur, but it looks like resume is going to make oh, up for it. There was that barber. I went to go I visit him before we left Kavlar. Dang it. Why didn't you remind me? Um, you, so, like you just weren't into it. Oh, boy. Lost cause. Lost opportunity. Oh, well. Do you want me to roll crafting or? You, I don't think you need to make a check. If you I'm want to roll I'm it, a if master. you like dice, yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure your crafting skills are dramatically beyond yeah. uh, trying but, to like kit bash something together to protect you from the storm yeah, a little bit. that's better. all I'm doing. Like you're not trying to, like, your crafting skills are literally making magical items from scratch here. You're trying to make like a head wrap out of cloth. I'm pretty sure you can just do that. But I'm <laughs> going to make room for Raz's ears so that they protect those too. Little ear covers. Little ear covers. He ear pockets. Ear yeah. pockets. Well, it's uncomfortable. Coming along with that, uh, Marshall, looking at your now somewhat skeletal gug head, you see a glint of something. Let's pick it out, it turns into dust, and you feel somewhat luckier. Darkheart1995 got a hero point for you, my friend. Thank you, Darkheart. Much appreciated. out here eating hero points. Is that what they're doing? Probably. So I guess they, they, I'm pretty sure that was exactly what they did, did they? Oh, they were, they were so the high on the fungus, they, they don't want it. <laughs> They didn't get a chance to spend their hero points. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, Resme, you would be able, with a couple of minutes here, to pretty easily whip up uh, something for much of the party here to everyone with Trishik, of course, to cover them a little more uh, fully against the storm. It's it's going to help as much as it does. Yeah, Again, the there's only so much you can do. Incredible, but it's, it's certainly going to be better than, well, walking around with that hat on. Which I imagine you were just holding on to the entire time. It's you're probably in the bag. Oh, fair enough. You just put it away. Put so it somewhere safe. Fully exposed. Just yeah. Snoop <gasps> being completely filled with sand. Oh my God! Can I please build him a mouse ball, like one of those little things, like like like, like he has so that Rack can just kind of go like this through the desert. I want to make a hamster ball for Rez. Yeah. <laughs> I got a better idea. Why don't we tie a rope to me and I stay underground? I just burrow underground and just be led by the we're, rope. We just have a rope. It's like, that's just like, 
It's my walking my pet mole. <laughs> because we're in the desert, it can't be a little like mouse ball. It's got to have like ATV wheels mounted to the side. So when you run on it, it runs on a track and it spins the wheels. Let Otherwise, it it's not going to go anywhere. I get the feeling you're really over engineering this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're in a gnome city. You uh, get all of the this. The gnomes will do it for us. It's been, let's say you, you could, would have 10 minutes to rest in here, which Resume is using to create uh, this these garments for everybody. Um, what is everybody else doing while she is working? Probably assisting, because I am also a master of crafting. Fair I'm enough. I'm going to walk around and try to talk to the gnomes and uh, try to find people who have eyewitnesses of the double in the sand. The gnomes would be very much open to talking, but finding any specific eyewitness here in the sea of, of children is going to be somewhat difficult. Yes. Uh, some, some degree of difficulty. Maybe a diplomacy check. A diplomacy check? To gather oh, information. the bard gets to do that finally. Yeah, I'm only trained. I'm not that kind of bard. You are a bard, though. I am a bard. Inherently, that makes you decent at diplomacy. 38. Uh, with a 38, See? as you ask around... The story largely would have familiar with telephone. Yeah. The story has disseminated throughout the gnomish community here. And uh, a lot of what you collect goes from just absolutely fantastical and downright farcical to nothing. Like, it's, it's so ambiguous and vague as to be no information whatsoever. However, you do get a couple of continually recurring bits of information, much of which echo what uh, Sukmaster Basilka had already told you. Visions of a furred, almost wolf-like visage of some kind, but horned with long, extensive, more almost deer antlers than ram or devil horns, and this strange feeling this, much like what Rasheen is still experiencing here, of just this unsettling presence. Just no, coming from nothing in particular, almost just as if you can feel that if you turn around, it might be right behind you. And that, that feeling is is intense. It, it, it doesn't fade. Many of the gnomes here are still under the effects of that. And they, you can tell as you speak through them that they are largely terrified almost all of them would be frightened one um, mechanically and you would see it as almost identical to what Roshin has been experiencing while you've been traveling here to the basin well um, during my time down I take the gug head off and I hand it the resume and I'm just like ah, do, do you know fix this in your way but don't make it pink disintegrate <laughs> She just says disintegrate. <laughs> you want me to fix it? That That's how I do it. She does not like that gug head. Do you, do you want more rotten flesh added back onto it? Is that what you're going for? I mean, I was going for more, like, make it practical and keep it. try to keep it somewhat in one piece. Because it, it was never Much practical. Much of the outside Marshall. of it now is now bleached and polished bone that has been almost shined by the blast of sand, but inside the jaws and in the eye holes and the various pockets around, under and behind it, it's still clinging with bits of fur and musculature that have held on. So literally just the gross part is the part that is attached to Marshall, and now the outside <laughs> is almost somewhat presentable. Well, no, I, I have an idea that you might like. 
It does it involve disintegrating it? We put it on the roof, we deal with sandstorm, and we come back later, and it's clean. Fine. Either that's way. That's a good idea. Either way, Marshall just looks at Resume again. Don't destroy it. Just fix it. And I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go to um, whoever their, for lack of a better term, their guards are. They're not really do or close closest thing <laughs> to what they homes. have. Our guards. I so guess that's the soup the master door. question mark. There's. This There's nobody here that looks to be acting in any sort of an All right, official well, go capacity. Yeah, that's the that's the yeah the one that's still here. Um, y- yes. What kind of combat training do you and your fellow gnomes have, if any? Training. <sighs> well, in case you do have intruders or monsters just breach the walls, you gotta be able to defend yourselves. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was, I guess the Chancellor's idea behind, behind building a wall around Finder Play in the first place. Um, Do any of you know how to wield a sword, an axe, a hammer? Yeah, of course. I know how to wield a sword. You just, there's a part that you hold onto that isn't sharp, and then you point the other end at them. Okay. And as far as I understand, you largely just kind of wave it about in their general direction. Marshall just very expressively just, hey, this must also oh, be a barbarian. You can see Rash, that's not how it works. <laughs> and Marshall just carefully but gently gives her a little pat on the shoulder, like, gather your, lack of a better word, your men, I mean, meet me over there and I'll throw you some some tra- basic training Hildegard exercises. Hildegard certainly knows a little bit better. Uh, she served as a mercenary for a few years while she was traveling. It was what she did before she ended up in fighter plane. Uh, it's why we decided to make her the head of the militia. I mean, we was pretty much me. I, I basically just appointed her and then made the militia. Uh, also, this was, this was yesterday still, so the militia is more or less just her and a couple of her friends. Takes out Big Red. Come on, let me show you some drills. Um, come on. Can I, can I ask why? Just picks her up. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> man, handle the gnomes. Oh, he's having a great time. Leave this is Mar- this is Marshall's way of helping. Good boying the gnome. Like, boying for a good cause. And, and, and <laughs> gonna pick her up to go. I don't really know where it is you're going that is gonna be better than where you are. And, and but, a somewhat open space for training exercises. Yeah, we don't do that here. You're, you're in like an amphitheater that is just packed with a few hundred gnomes. Once like they smell Marshall, there like will be a space. It's like an open convention center. There's, I mean, I could easily sort of one big, you can absolutely like, they will back off, but you take her and you, you, you carrying the souk master through here because grant you're some degree of a birth and you, you don't need to go very far to make a space about as much as they can give you, maybe like eight feet around <laughs> in space. That's close enough. For, for gnomes, that's good enough. And you're, what are you trying to teach Wasilka here? Survival and combat tactics. From my knowledge of warfare and training in the dwarven military to, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, she's. So that way, if they do get attacked by monsters. Used than invested here. Uh, as you start to go through this, several of the other gnomes around would just kind of trickle in. You're very visible. Several of the other gnomes would just kind of trickle in from around the room here. Uh, those that either seem to have some degree of knowledge that had been mercenaries or military or something at some point in the past or who are just interested in what's going on. Some of them brandishing an assortment of very different sorts of weapons. Some with actual kitchen knives and bits of cutlery. Some with older, rusted weapons that perhaps once were grand. Some with a couple of surprisingly high-quality uh 
random swords or morning stars or one even coming out with a halberd longer than he is tall by a significant margin. And um, gnomish flick mace. And some gnomish flick maces. Yeah, yep. those those would probably confuse Marshall a little bit, I imagine. <laughs> what? Um, no is that seriously a wooden spoon you're using? <laughs> Give me that. She's the soup master. It's my favorite weapon in the book. It's what what if whole arm, but in one hand. The flick mace. The flick mace is awesome. I love the flick mace. is actually a pretty cool little device. I really like it. It's a a chunk of metal on a spring attached to a stick. That's what Marshall (laughs) is spending his time doing. He's just running some drills. It is almost literally the boxing glove in a box weapon. You just doing There's a little button you press and it shoots out. Peak gnome, really. I love it. So, Roisin, what are you up to? So, Roisin is, um, she's still really unsettled. Uh, She's still really shaken um, and it's not going away. And she thought by sitting down and calming herself, it wouldn't go, it would eventually calm down and go and she'd get used to it and it's not getting better. Mm -hmm. Um, So, she's going to call over uh, some of the more uh, wild-eyed looking ones um, and just... No, I see the terror in my heart is reflected in your eyes. Um, will you help us both to try to understand what's going on here? You have a couple of gnomes, like, gathered around, some seated, some standing. It does not change their height much either way. It's almost like you're reading a book to kindergartners. She'll sit down on the floor. Yeah, you have some some nods, some murmurs of agreement through uh, some of the ones that are gathered here. So she'll ask each one to tell their story and on, on when this this terror first took them, and she'll tell her story on when she felt it take her as well. Um, and as they tell, she's going to use her fortune-telling lore here. Um, she doesn't have cards, and she can't see the outside to use natural phenomenon like she normally does, but she does have sand, um, and she will um, cut her hand, drip a bit of blood into the sand, and as they each tell their story, they'll each blow on the sand, and she'll look at the patterns and try to divine sort of a path forward, or at least a really most of fortune telling is a reasonable explanation right. to kind of guide you there. She's, she's fully okay. aware. Make me a fortune telling lore roll, my friend. This is a great opportunity to use this. You want to hear a point? That's uh, all right. It's a two. Uh, it sounds like fortune telling. Sounds like fortune telling. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a 21. Uh, the 21 is you go through You're all of this. Yeah, given your your current setting and your somewhat lack of access to ways to uh, really read much of anything that you're adjusted to, the signs that you get from this are... Sand. <laughs> I hate sand. Obscure at best. Uh, you definitely get an impression of some terrible event that has spurred all of these, but I mean, that's not exactly knowledge you didn't have from just coming here. Uh, You do see not much of anything forward, but that all of them look to be in some way similar, which again is not really information you didn't already have. Mm. Unfortunately, there's not much really of value you can glean from it. Okay. But uh, after 10 minutes or so, when Resume has your various outfits ready, and a uh, very confused souk master uh, makes her way back over to the group with Marshall. Uh, and she just kind of is holding up in front of herself a meat cleaver. And she just kind of has out, um, 
Okay, well, <laughs> I feel better prepared to be able to use this to defend myself if necessary. Good. Uh, but I still sincerely hope it's that it's not going to come to that. Um. Anyway, this uh, and she looks at the things that Resme have made here. What what have you created? Obviously, you, you saw this res. You you've got these like ear. It's going to involve ear pockets, but um. So with Raz, it's almost like uh, it's like a kimono actually. Um, it's wrapped around him and tied in the back. Uh. And then he's got a headpiece that's a hood that's attached to that piece that comes down that then wraps around his face, kind of like desert style, it's, so he can well, open and close it. That's what we're doing, it. yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's, that's the goal we're after here. But um, he can tie it and untie it. Proven once again the best way to get hero points from the audience is pity when you do bad. <laughs> Roshin. That's why I get so many. <laughs> <laughs> to the success of fortune telling from Nebula 315, and I see a hero point in your future from Lil Evic. Two hero points joining Raz and the getting several hero points from different people yeah, simultaneously we'll because they feel bad for you, Club. <laughs> <laughs> the pity is great. It's a it's a very powerful asset in a, in Twitch streaming for sure. Um, but as you 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 get these out to much of your your party here. Uh, Wasoka can kind of nods. Great. Well, that should that should definitely help. Well, like I said, if you're willing to help, the the best things I can think of, I guess, realistically, to give you are directions to Blue Market. I imagine there's out of town survivors, like I said, that don't know to go come here. They might be there, and the granary's not too much further. Um, High King Narvamelb's estate isn't as far from here as those two, but it is the other direction. It's more to the southeast, right outside the outskirts of town. And uh, she would be able to give you Can I? not the world's best directions, but you feel as if that in the sandstorm, you've only got so much to go off of anyway. It doesn't sound like any of the locations are going to be terribly difficult to find. You're looking for the town's main market. You're looking for a literal granary that's not small and a king's estate just outside of town. She just has to describe some of the buildings near it because all the Normish buildings look different. Yeah, a heading and a... Is really a, and a description of what you're looking for is really all you need. Look, <clears throat> Blue Market's going to be the easiest to find. It's, it's going to be northwest of here, right up the main road. Uh, we call it that because of the the blue building in the middle, really. Well, it's less of a building and more kind of just an obelisk. I'm not really sure who built it or what it's for, but it's been called Blue Market ever since. But that's very apt, very it's appropriate. Most of the traveling merchants uh, come through to sell their wares uh, or buy the goods that we have here in Fenderplane. All right. Well, uh, let's go. Uh try to rescue some of your friends and, you know, make what trouble we can. Maybe we'll find a good deal at the market while we're there. There can't be a lot of customers around. I bet the buying is really Survivors good. the highest priority. Uh, of course, as a soup master, I feel responsible for all of the lives in Finder Plane. Uh, and as the new, newly commissioned emergency coordinator, I also feel the same way. Um, it's... <laughs> oh, but the town will need a, uh, a reclamation and rebuilding specialist after this. Do you think you might be up to the job? I'll do my best. Oh, uh, I knew you'd be up know, to the task. As the soup master, I suppose it'll fall, fall under my domain to well, appoint myself as that afterwards as well, to head up the, the, the rebuilding efforts. At as least, is right and proper. At least you won't be bored. That's true. Uh, it's, well, been entertaining at least half of the time that I've been soup master. And if nothing else, these least, last few days have certainly been eventful. But anyway, you're going to be heading past the uh, spire walk. It's one of the oldest neighborhoods in Finder Plain. If you came from the west, it'll mostly be back the way you came. A bunch of really, really tall apartment complexes. Very narrow with uh, not a lot of space between them. 
Uh, one of our original founders thought it was better to build up than out. I'm not really sure why. We have literally nothing but space. We're in the middle of a desert. There's nothing for miles in any direction. But he was convinced this was going to be a thriving metropolis someday, and that we had to optimize as well as we can. You know what? It's good to have goals. It is. And right now, my goals are getting survivors and supplies back here. Well, then let's go get on to that, Let's go see we? what we can do about it. Is there anything else I can do to help you? I don't have much to give you, and I don't know what other information I can really provide, but, but if there's anything you can think of, obviously I'll provide any way that I can. I believe that should be good. You have given us all the information we need. Uh, could you pray for our safe return? Um, I, I mean, I suppose I can, yeah. Uh, does it matter which god? No, not at all. Okay. Wrong god. It's As right. you have spawned this terrible storm onto our city, can you please see that um, these guys that just came in here a few hours ago are protected safely through I, it? I, I don't. I don't think Rovagog is gonna answer answer any of your your prayers. Uh, <laughs> huh? Do any of the gods? No, 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 really. This must say Gog. Milani's. Go, 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 go. Milani's. We've had good luck with her. Milani's actually been quite quite helpful to me. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I come back. Ooh, we oh, we should oh, tell boy. her about Zonkuthon. Oh, y'all would love Milani actually. Oh, spectacular. Fit right in with the with a whole lot of you. But she. She would, actually. I don't think she would. What are you talking about? The, the, the entire government is one person until they get tired of it, and then they leave. <laughs> Milani this is would the most Milani perfect society I've ever seen in my life. This is the pinnacle of Milani technology, I think. <laughs> that's it. That's it. All right. So the group of you. <laughs> it's like, we would like to go improve the government's infrastructure. Okay, Mr. President, here's your shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, this sucks. <laughs> All right, you're the president. <laughs> oh, you think you can do better? Here's the shovel. <laughs> you are the captain now. Look at me. Look at me. You're the captain now. <laughs> it's like, oh, I made eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> One day you sleep in too much, you wake up, there's a new president. Like, oh, man, I was still having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you head back out of Basil's base and into the roaring storm outside. Um, and as you go to move, what is your first objective here? You, she's given you largely three directions. There is the granary, uh, which will have supplies that you could bring back to Basil's Basin, and there isn't much in there to keep them going too much longer. Mm. Another day or two, and rations, water in particular, is going to be a huge I, problem. I think the granary should be our first objective. Oh, no, no, survivors first. But survivors, survivors. That, like, and again, Blue Market is just a place that might have out-of-towners out sheltering. It's not like there's really much of a lead to go on other than it's usually the busiest part of Finder Plane. Yeah. Wait, so I think, hear um, me out here. Granary come back through blue. Yep. Yeah, right. We could also blue through blue too, Granary. They're both yeah, but we want the north. survivors on as little a leaving their safe place as possible if there are any there. Well, since you're going I mean, to, if you're going to be either escorting survivors or carrying the supplies, the fact that those two are largely the same heading may not matter uh, because they may by function be forced to be full round trips either way. But we don't know until we get there. We don't know. Where are you going first, then? I think it is the granary. granary. I think granary, granary. granary first. Well, what are you doing as you traverse the storm through Finder Plane here? Seeking, sneaking. Seeking and sneaking. Scouting, as always. I don't need to ask you to. You do the same thing every time. <laughs> <laughs> Resume? Um, I will be seeking. I'm keeping your eyes out as well. And again, your visibility is 40, maybe 50 feet in some breaks and storms. So um, it's not great, but even just finding your heading through town will be a challenge. I'm going to be using prying eye, and I'm going to stick another air bubble around it. Fair enough. 
Uh, again, while you sustain that, you are going to functionally move the group at half speed. It's not a good as idea. Half okay, of the then are use me as prying eye because we have a telepathic connection. Oh, that's true. We'll do that. That'll be you, Roshin. Um, Roshin is 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 uh, feeling still really unsteady, so she's going to keep her shield and just kind of try to break the wind as she leans into it, keeping it. And up. you have seen those uh, elementals prior just descend from nowhere yeah. on the fleeing uh, hapless folk of Finder Plane before it could at any moment descend upon you. Raz? Raz is going to try to parse together information what vague scraps he has of the wolf, their demon devil sand thing while just recalling knowledge and everything else. He's, and he's just kind of so not feeling that. He's not feeling it. Fair enough. He's sick. I mean, he's, he's a little... Like he's, a uh, he's sand sick. Mom's fatigue like is possibly yeah. more accurate. Yeah, he's just tired. It's a super. Is he still sick? Are you still sick I'm too? still sick too. He got it again on the way to the basin. Yeah, I have to rest rest. So the journey out to the North Granary, as it is the uh, physically the farthest uh, location from Basil's Basin, sort of center south on Finder Plain is going to be some degree of a journey. The best landmark you have is actually a natural one, a huge chasm, almost a canyon, that bounds the eastern edge of the town that almost nobody has bothered to just build over or past as of yet. Um, not far beyond the northern extent of that canyon is the granary itself. And nearby, as she described, uh, a couple of fields that have been sown by some gnomes who got it in their head to try to farm the desert. These farms have passed through dozens if not hundreds of hands in the ensuing <laughs> years and have almost literally never produced anything. But the journey is going to take you enough time that I'm going to need a fortitude save from everybody. Wee! Can do we, we get a, a bonus, bonus from for the, the clothes? I, 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 will, I was going to lower the DC, but that if works. it makes you feel better to add one to the checks, we'll do that instead. I, I let, you, get this, you get bigger numbers. Yeah, well. All right, that works. <laughs> we Nat 20. Nice. Now, uh, Rez, as you have rested inside the basin for a little while, you did kind of have some time to compose yourself. You would have had that fall off before you would head it back out again with that 10 minutes of rest in there. But you, are you getting it right back immediately? Actually, you know what? We're going to try this real fast. He's <laughs> sick of go. being sick. But That's you don't have the minus two to this check. That's so. good. Because so that I thought I did. You. I was very depressed looking at a 24. <laughs> time to snowball. Oh, baby. Is that first edition con poison? I'm just going to keep this right here. Uh. What'd you get? 26. Yeah, you're still, you get back. There. I rolled lower. Uh, Rasheen. Uh, Rasheen got a 32. You're okay? I got a nat 20. Well, you're obviously okay. 38. And Marshall? Nope. Marshall? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't need a number for Marshall. Did if you roll a one? No? Okay. No. What's if you your wanted, fort If you save? wanted to know an actual number, it was 47. What is your actual fort save? My fort save is 29. And that's not counting my juggernaut abilities. Okay, you literally need a one. All right. So <laughs> tell me if you roll a one on any of these. Um, but you would arrive before too long at the granary itself. Built atop a grid of 15 stone columns that look like, surprisingly, they were built and spread and dispersed with some degree of logic and architecture and zero degree of actual measuring. Um, completely eyeballed into the general <laughs> setup, but they are vaguely in a shape that makes sense. Uh, the Northern Granary is a storehouse, uh, rectangular in nature. So now we're not looking at a massive cylindrical silo here. 
a much more of a squat warehouse, again, lifted uh, a little ways off the ground with a very surprisingly rickety and narrow staircase leading up to the landing the building sits upon. Inside, there is not in fact just grain. There is all kinds of these city supplies, both food and myriad barrels of water. This is less a granary and more a general purpose stockhouse. And getting as much back as physically possible is obviously going to be the goal here. That's, that's going to be what you're after. And there are a lot of logistical steps that you can take beyond to pick up as much crap as I possibly can, as much of it is loose and not actually in crates and barrels of the foodstuffs itself, then just, again, much more steps than just how much can I hold if I pull up my shirt and use it like a bowl. I so, do work. there are a variety of things that you can do to attempt to help out here. Um, you, uh, like, just for examples, you could attempt uh, i'm giving i will give you exactly the examples the book has and you can tell me like, like what you guys are thinking here uh you can attempt to like logistically organize some of this to optimize as much as you can really as much as one person can carry uh you could make a survival or like a relevant lore check to figure out what should be the most valuable foodstuffs the most impactful that would survive the best have the best chance to make it back through this storm uh, what and then of course there will be carrying it itself so bananas <laughs> <laughs> just just bananas all Rez, bananas what are you doing as no, you come in here what is your priority upset. here I know it won't have a direct relevance to this but there is a um, rat folk feet called pack rat um, <laughs> I wish I had it okay um, I'm going to try to just logistics it out to try to Figure out what's the most valuable, what can what can survive the longest. Um, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use bardic lore food. food. Bardic lore. Food. I was bardic say, lore food. All I right, like it. give me a roll here. With a minus two. Oh, I wish I could do that. Um, a thirty-six. Um, with a thirty-six, you would certainly be able to identify some things that are either denser or more uh, certainly more filling more nutritious that that but will still stay for a decent amount of time that would serve better as rations than the bananas so uh <laughs> that bananas. that functionally is going to uh when it comes time to right. see how much we can actually carry going to enable us to pack more into what we can transport at once uh roshin um so roshin is going to um it isn't really well suited to doing anything quite so logistically intense uh, but what she is going to be able to do is she has a bag of holding with her there's not a lot in it right now and she has a gourd home which even though it's in terrible condition can transport things so um, using the gourd home and the, um, the her own personal bag of holding she will just fill it with stuff bring a fit as much almost just like loose things as because you're not getting crates or barrels in it, but maybe some smaller sacks of oh, things yeah. that you can put together. Yeah, Fair was, enough. Yeah. Um, Resme. So, Resme has um, a wagon uh, that she keeps in her shrink item collection uh, that she's going to bring out, and she's going to pack as much 
water and things that are big and bulky that will probably be hard for us to carry any other way into the wagon as she possibly can. And then she's going to shrink it back down. So we have hand waved this for the campaign so far, but here is the part where it stops. Shrink item will shrink the wagon and all of the things inside of it will remain as they are. It is not an really? infinite nesting doll Aww. of storage. It's okay. You shrink you got me. an item. You can just shrink an item. Well, all right. The Marshall and home is much Roisin the same. Could, uh, Harness themselves the up to the wagon. And I also have the yeah, we can But you do have a cart. wagon you can absolutely yeah. use the, to aid in the transport. Then we will use sure. the wagon for sure. Because it's been funny and not impacting so far, but now we, it actually matters how the spell works in this situation. Is there anything that is really, really just huge? I mean, there is maybe like a cheese wheel that is a particularly decent size, probably yeah. the largest like single, I'm like a single item of food that you can just A drink. barrel of water. But, but again, the, the a barrel of water or a cheese wheel, I guess would be your, your best single target thing. A that barrel you can of water is pretty with. Yeah, A barrel of water heavy. is gonna be a good amount of water. Yeah. It's not like a huge barrel. It's more of like a large standing keg, maybe three and a half feet tall. Gnomes had to go Well, also this. much larger than that, it would be absolutely immovable. Water is extremely heavy. Yeah. Um, but we can definitely use the wagon to load stuff yeah, up and take it back. Yeah, but you do have a wagon I have that a wagon. a lot. Yeah, and then um, me and Roshin can just bully it through the sand. Mm -hmm. So Roshin largely is trying to pack as much as you can. Obviously, you're going to be going athletics with the literal transport roll at the end here. Yep. Uh, Resme, your spell effects... Make me an arcana check, really. That's probably the easiest way to determine how much you could figure that your magic could help out here sure. with a uh, with a casting or two of shrink item. I am legendary. Fair enough. I am mm -hmm. legendary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And how many, Shrink Item is a 10 minute cast. So mm -hmm. I'd say if you're going to spend more than 20 minutes here packing things up inside the warehouse here, it's not the sturdiest building. Um, you don't know how long you want to spend. It's only some degree of shelter from the storm. They really did not plan That's much well better. for the long term emergency supply situation. Uh, that's going to be a 46. 46? All right, friends. That will also definitely aid in how much can be brought back. Trishik? Uh, pretty much. Nothing I do specializes in this, but I got strong arms. And I have a bag of holding that's mostly I'm going to assume that you and Marshall are both here to haul as much crap as you can. Because if we can ask Marshall what he's doing... Well, Marshall being Marshall, Lord of course. Warfare, right? Yeah, yeah to totally. No. <laughs> you got to no. arrange the middle. <laughs> you as much as you can, and you will baby bird it up to them. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, what I was actually going to do was what every, you know, for lack of a better term, what child would do. He's going to get a giant tarp, put is everything that he thinks is important, term? put it in the tarp, tie it up into a giant sack, and just carry it with I'm going to load the wagon. <laughs> He's going to grab a sack. <laughs> so A giant sack. With the three of you, you got the wagon, the magical assistance, and you have uh, your assistance here. Checklist. The three of you loading the wagon, trying to carry as much uh, pack up bags of holding as you can, and you with your big sack and I your largeness, <laughs> make me <laughs> athletics checks. I could just turn on my lifting belt and ignore it. Make me <laughs> athletics checks. It only works for one thing. Oh, for one thing? But the giant sack is the one thing. Yeah, you get to pick it up and move it to the other side of you, and then the belt turns off. <laughs> 
That's good enough for me. A belt me. of lifting, not a belt of hauling through a sandstorm. That helps him get it up into position. And besides, a large part of this is being able to carry, is to being able to transport it safely because uh, the sandstorm, again, the intensity is the, the wagon predicts somewhat, but a lot of, this is not all going to make it in a usable state back to Basil's base in 10 minutes back in. 46. Is that the 20 face? 46. I rolled a 19. That's the 19 face. 46. A 46 is absolutely a critical success. Trishik? I rolled a 2. I got a 26. 26 is not a critical failure. Oh, it's um, back. <laughs> we have to carry Trishik now. Trishik's not used to physical way, bro. Probably. <laughs> That's a 4, but I have here Nebula 315's. <laughs> <laughs> well-timed hero point. That's going to turn into a 19 now, because that's what fours do. Don't you jinx me. That's what heroes do. Don't pull it that's a nat 20, actually. See? Oh. That's what heroes do. Oh. That's what heroes so do. Roisin. So Roisin gets a 44. The Roisin, point is, I'm not hurting. With your uh, with your packing of the groups, the empty face in the bag of holding here, and getting everything as well as you can, overseen with Raz's assistance and Resme's magic, um, and Trishik filling up the wagon before the group you kind of haul that. Marshall somehow just Marshall strengthening a literal tarp full of crap into an incredibly effective method of protection from the storm. You make your way uh, back down, hauling all of this. There's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do before you bring this back. It's not very far into your journey. You can tell that the sand is omnipresent. And while some of the bag of holding is probably good, the wagon and the tarp are definitely going to suffer if you're out here any longer than usual. It's better you take it back to Basil's Basin and then come back to Blue Market. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, all right. that's fine. Wait and expose these all to the elements. Just sit on the wagon Marshall, and start casting triple yes. time. With the assistance of some shrunken items of magic, you are able to bring 21 bulk of still usable, still potable water, still edible goods back into the basin. Your tarp and you somehow you were holding this all and shielding it with your dwarven frame, protecting it impressively. A large amount of it, of course, is sand ripping through this and the storm is either blown out through the gaps between the corners of this thing you've just hauled up in front of you or worn down to a state where it's it's not really usable. But 21 bulk is a lot of freaking supplies when for a city full of um, <laughs> you also got a natural 20, and with Raz's packing assistance, you get 18 bulk of supplies through with yourself and your various bags of holding. Trishik, thinking as to his physical strength and the wagon packing and the efficiency of moving this, Just not really so much the fact that, you know, they're protecting it from the storm is kind of important finds himself with only five bulk of still usable goods or water that is not 40% sand or spilled out across the streets if the barrels have been damaged enough in their transport to have leaked most of their contents. He is not confused as to why everyone isn't more excited about the huge pile of things that he got, none of which are still edible. <laughs> but you got the it Goblins there. could eat them. And that's... Goblins, that's these are gnomes. Not wrong. They're, they're, they're <laughs> these are not. If this was goblins, that's still like thirty good bulk worth of stuff. But the Sugmaster, <laughs> the is, barrels included, yeah, is barrels more included. than excited with the great quantity, uh, literally doubling the supplies that they had inside the basin here. Um, this is going to extend the citizens of Finder Plane's ability to survive here by days. Hopefully, that is not still a problem at that point. But they are no longer in the imminent threat of well dying of thirst or starvation here. But not too much longer after you deposit that is it going to be time, of course, I assume Blue Market sounded like yeah. it was your second yep. location. Yep. For you to head back out to the markets themselves, 
and see what you can find. And in your journey back to Basil's Basin and then through these towering spires to the blue market itself, everybody make me a fortitude save. Not 20. Snowballing. Let's do it. It's time to snowball. Raz is going to... Very slowly getting worse. Very slowly. I, every time I make these checks, it's either a 7 or lower. 10. I did a seven, I did a seven, I did a five, now I'm back on the seven. I could hand you the Malachite, it'll help. We got out. 26 again. All right, you. <laughs> Does it stink? Does it stink? I'm just going to go ahead and mark Sick this. Sick in six. Sick in 100, just give me this die, just this I'm one. Not, For a Deseret, you're doing 26? really bad. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't it's think magical it's sandstorm. Sex. You're already exhausted. You are still exhausted. It's incredibly unpleasant, but it's not going to compound on itself. You're not going to end up at a minus 10 all of your stats you because sure? there's all Can the furs and sanded off of funny. your body. <laughs> no. Roshin? Uh, Roshin got a 31. You're okay. I got a 31 again. Okay. The 44, 5. I got an at 20. All right, fair enough. Did you roll a 1, Marshall? Nope. Then we're good. So. <laughs> As you arrive at Blue Markets, an open bit of the town past the incredibly clustered spires, you can see there are uh, surprisingly a much more traditional looking gathering of storefronts and buildings around here. Indeed, centered around what appears to just be a huge blue squared pillar that's about 15 feet across and 15 feet tall. It's just a cube. It's not painted blue. The stone itself actually has an incredibly deep blue hue, not like anything like the lapis that you'd seen back down in Cobbler, but still for what it, whatever kind of stone it is, it is impressively deeply, it's very visible. It's much paler, uh, speckled a bit with uh, a filling of almost like a black peppered silt of some kind, something throughout the stone itself. It's a big cube. We have no idea why it's here. Hmm. But the area itself, shortly after your arrival uh, and starting to look around, you can almost immediately tell does certainly have uh, a lot of various pockets of survivors sheltering inside some of the buildings. Again, as much of the more traditional buildings throughout Finder Plain, they've held up fairly well to the storm. All in all, uh, in a quick check through the storefronts and markets around the Blue Market itself, you would very rapidly be able to amass no less than 26 Ooh. survivors packed in different corners. These ones a much more vibrant canvas of ancestries than just gnomes, because as the Sukmaster had, uh, had believed, many of these were travelers that were simply caught here, mm. went for the nearest cover. Again, now these are probably 60% humans, a few dwarves and a few gnomes, uh, with maybe a pair of half-orcs scattered throughout them as well. All of them wearing much more traditional traveling garb, many of them dressed up as uh, more as merchants than as protection, and many of them at this point very much desperate for food and water. But if there is a place to get stuck, the markets of the city is a decent one. Not there are a one. lot of supplies here as well, so they're not nearly as bad off as they possibly could have been. Mm. They have eaten through much of the food and drank much of the water they had, and at this point again are pretty much out of that and pretty desperate but there are a lot there's a lot of equipment here that could be useful to a population helping trying to shelter the storm uh, a lot of large stacks of goods that could be used to either reinforce uh, more of the buildings or to allow transports and uh, movement throughout or out of the town if they do need to evacuate wagons uh, big wrappings protective covers there are a lot of things you could do here 
to attempt to help the situation. But one thing is certain. All of these people here are absolutely terrified. Hmm. To the point where they've been safe and up here, they actually refuse to come with you. Seems like they need some convincing. The foremost above them, a uh, dwarven man, the only one who uh, is really willing to stand up to the group rather than just cowering in the corner and shaking their heads. Are you kidding me? We've been in this building for two days hiding out from this storm and hearing all kinds of murder and howling and screaming outside. We're not going now. There can't be anywhere in Finder Plane safer in here. Uh, the place with the food? Exactly. You actually, you've gone through all of it, it looks like here. You'll be starving to death. And that'll be a terrible death. I'd rather my chances with that than a storm. Chances Are you kidding with, me? Chances with starving to death. It'll take, what, a few days? We won't last seconds out there. You and, will if we're watching you. Uh, you can watch yourselves, but you can't protect all of us. On the contrary, I assure you we can. Uh, we're very practiced at this, you see. Uh, leading crowds through dangerous situations is a specialty of ours, you might say. We'll get you back. And if need be, if you don't feel comfortable with him all at once, we'll make multiple trips. Even if you're only three at a time. Well, convincing them, if the, uh, so do, do, are you two going to attempt to convince these guys to move here? Yeah. Because there are some other things that can be done. These are the ones that are readily apparent, but searching the greater area may yield more survivors and trying to collect valuable gear might be worth doing as well. Additionally, there is one survivor here who does not look very well off. Uh, they've placed one of the gnomes underneath like literally just underneath a bar table where he's kind of curled up his white hair sort of disheveled and back behind his face and you can see he's a bit bloodied and injured as well since you've come in he's kind of just been curled up on the floor staring almost vacantly forward he has not said anything hello he is clearly beyond traumatized so who? You got a couple of options here. You can either try to uh, convince the survivors you have with you, uh, or you found so far to come with you. You can look for more, you can gather goods, or you can tend to uh, this injured gnome. I think we're going to do a little... I think we're going to do them one at a time. It's blue market. Don't know if we have the time for it. not a terribly safe place to stay either. They have managed to survive here, but really only just. Can you two grab equipment? Uh, Resme, Raz, if you could try to talk some sense to these people. Yeah, we'll give it our best. Let, I... me see, let me see to these people. Well, it would not be a good idea to uh, look at injured numb. He'll be fine. I'll take care of him. Potato? <laughs> um, <laughs> a quick heal spell will take care of his injuries. Um, but uh, the physical injuries are probably the least of his problems. Um, she'll look at him for a bit, um, and then just... She's not going to try to talk him down or anything like that. Instead, she'll just kind of uh, close her eyes a bit, uh, put a hand over his, and uh, just sort of whisper, Shivran. Um, that's a hallucination spell. Um, well, that's what he needs. It's <laughs> <laughs> nicer ones. Okay. Um, so instead of the the sandy howling hell that he's surrounded with. Um, it's going to quiet, and he's just going to see um, just sort of bursts of color. It's going to be very psychedelic. It will be constantly changing. <laughs> um, and it's going to it's going to look 
Um, she's trying to go with something because the guy's got white hair as a gnome, so he looks halfway bleached. So she's she's desperately trying to come up with something that's new, innovative, weird, maybe trippy, and hag magic can totally do that for somebody. It fits the bill. Clicky's bleaching. Acid trip him. Gnomes fire. How gnome hospitals work? You know, I could have given him same effect with a little pish. You're all over Who cares this spell on him? We're gathering stuff. His eyes just sort of go wide. He looks up. That kind of just turns his head and looks up to Roshi. What? What is this? Just let it ride, sir. Just let it ride. It's your adolescence. <laughs> Come back to haunt you. Just let it ride. This is the... <laughs> <laughs> he just looks absolutely confused. And totally not terrified anymore. This Mission accomplished. Is listening to a Pink Rashid. Floyd song on repeat That's in his exactly head. That's exactly right. As he's uh, <laughs> tripping balls in the corner. <laughs> Uh, resume this is res. how hags help people. <laughs> We're heroes. Oh, reality has become a little harsh for you. Well, we'll just take the rest of that reality Resume out. and Rez are trying to convince uh, predominantly this dwarf, who kind of seems to be speaking for everyone, is uh, to come back with you. I'm going to probably need a check of some kind. You, What are you... Uh... Raz, being the bard that he is, is going to attempt to... Inspire courage, considering all the survivors as allies, and he's gonna just try to perform them away from the fears. He's seen it with Roshin. He's seen it talking to the gnomes around. Bonus their fears. That's pretty neat, actually. Yeah, it does give him bonus to the fears. Okay. So he's as you're doing that, Resme. Then you roll me a diplomacy check. It sounds like is the avenue mm-hmm. you're attempting to take here. The back okay. is where the camera does not see. That is the part of the trailer. I'm trail sorry. Do. I suck at this. Yeah, it's the front that the cameras do not see. 35. I don't believe you. 35. Um, with this music here, this inspiring courage, your performance sort of bolstering everybody. A 35. Kind of gonna get him to stop for a second and think. Look back at the empty sacks that once held food, and the drained kegs and barrels. Natasha sitting on top of Raz's head, eating <laughs> eating an apple. You say, you say there's a shelter. Yes. If you'll take us there. Yes, and we just brought back fresh supplies that will extend their food supply for at least another three or four days, and we can bring more. All right. You managed to get here somehow. All right. Look, I kept this alive. She brings out Severin. <laughs> I can keep you alive. It's familiar day. Fine. If you'll walk with us. Of course. Let us, let us gather those of us who can't make the journey unaided. We'll organize a bit as we can. Grab what goods we, we can. We'll be ready in a few moments. I think it's time we be rid of this place. Hey, lads. He turns back around the group and... His inspiration, not really hitting him. Uh, okay. <laughs> Come so, on. 
as uh, Trishik and Marshall are sort of looking through the area here, uh, looking around Blue Market, checking into some of these various buildings and their various states of disrepair or damage from either the storm or seemingly something worse, I'm going to need either crafting perception or thievery to look through these things here and uh, look through these shops and find as much as you can. Did um, someone share thievery? Did I guess perception for me. Yeah, give me a perception check, Marshall. This is three things Shashik is really good at. Yeah. He's good at all those things. Thank Marshall you, has got to rub some of that sand out of his eyes first. Yeah, it's not a, you don't get to be safely indoors the entire time. You're the ones that have been sent out back into the greater area to examine. Nope, just got more sand in there. <laughs> what do you got? One on the die. Yeah. Marshall has found a bunch of empty boxes. There's a, you know how much sand? There, there is so much <laughs> sand. The good news is, with a thievery check, I will resolve the problem. So that's a 40. With a 40... Uh, you would be able to find a decent amount of things around the area that are worth, uh, let's say, recovering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, this in, is in addition evidence. to some, <laughs> some supplies here, you can start to gather some stuff together that you think would be useful. There's certainly more, and you guys can continue trying. It's just going to take you more time. Uh, that's about 10 minutes of searching for the group of you, and I need both of you to make me a fortitude save. Because you are the two that are braving the elements out here. 18. Not a one. Not a one. 42 total. I'm good. (laughs) And uh, Can we critically succeed and stop having to make checks? No. After... (laughs) I can answer that one. I can critically succeed. After uh, 10 minutes or so, you start to gather gear. Some things will be useful. You are confident that there are a lot of goods here that will be worth hauling back. This is Trishik is finding this all, both because it could be beneficial to the good people of Finder Plane, and boy, there's some nice stuff in here. You yeah. just would hate this to is see the go market, missing in like... a storm, man. There's... <laughs> oh, some of this stuff's valuable. I'm not want leaving. This to just I will telepathically tell Resme that is uh, lots of useful things here. Give me a bit of well, half an hour. After... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just want me to take it back to them? After and... ten minutes of search. So you found goodies. Resme yes. and Res. <laughs> Have the group ready to move, and they can come join Roisin with this strange gnome who has ridden out an incredible high here, I imagine. <laughs> As the two of you come together around... You ain't bleaching on my watch. Convince the rest <laughs> of the group here. He sort of looks up. There's the thing. Where's the antelope, man? He's still here. Uh, no, he had grass to eat. He the, went the, that way. The, the antelope. Harns. Yeah, the, the antelope, man. <laughs> he grabbed me. He took me. I don't know what happened. I felt like I was getting lighter and lighter. I was like, I was flying. And he was saying, I was joking. He, he was saying hungry, uh, hungry thoughts into, into my into my mind. And um, I, I, I just, I. Dear, I think you just had a bad you, can trip. You, this, can you describe him? Uh, he's an antelope, antelope man. Antelope man. Big. He just kind of puts his hands up behind his head, like fingers spread. Like a, and he like a, like a, like a, took you and flew up into the air with he you. He grabbed me, and <laughs> I, uh, he made me so hungry and so light, and so I bit him, and then I fell, with I fell, um, I landed. Uh, oh, and it, it hurts a lot. What 
With all of that, can I make a recall knowledge check on all this? Because <laughs> I know exactly what this is. Make a recall knowledge check. <laughs> is it a cult? Joking Please when I said Wendigo Absolutely earlier. a cult. Do you want to roll or can I roll it? You can just roll it, buddy. Because I know what it is. Do you? I know exactly what it is. Um, wow. For a total of a... I have a minus two, so... Um, Numbers. What is my hold? Isn't it on your sheet right I there? Didn't, I haven't printed a new sheet because I don't Why have, haven't you print I don't have a working it printer. It should be a 26. Do you want me to print you a sheet? Um, a th- four, 39. It's a Wendigo. It's a Wendigo. Is that Wendigo something? As soon as you mm-hmm. said antlers, I knew what this was. Antlers? Really? Yep. That's what did it's it? Yep. Uh, oh, dear. Antu- antlers and dog. It's a weird Wendigo. This... It's a weird to go. When did the when absolutely go is a very weirdly specific amount of information that he's giving you here, and you are especially being able to see this uh, this gnome. <laughs> the story tells you this is almost certainly a Wendigo. And I'm legendary in occultism. Wendigos are spooky. Absolutely terrifying creatures. They are phenomenally powerful, and uh, with your knowledge, Raz, things are starting to make sense here, because these are creatures who hunt by storm. They would absolutely be capable of creating the sandstorm that is currently uh, plaguing Finder Plane, and in fact is what what they do both uh, to hunt for you know, for food, but also just for fun. They are very intelligent and very, very deeply evil creatures. And this is this is not good. <laughs> this is very bad news. If a Wendigo has been here and has already had the time to set up the storm, uh, it is not going to impact the Wendigo, of course, whatsoever. It's going to be unbothered, and it also fits the horrifying howling. Um, the, the fear that Rasheen just can't shake. This is all Wendigo. That everything, all the pieces kind of come together for you here. If this is a desert Wendigo, this is a being of fire and sand and storm. And you are not entirely confident that it is something that you could take on. Wendigos are pretty spooky. <laughs> Um, Resume, while he's talking, make me do you, uh, make me an Arcana check. I mean, I have all of the things because it doesn't matter. Yeah, you have you. They're all Arcana. They're all Arcana to me. I was gonna say nature, and then I was like, just do Arcana because it's you can Arcana for nature. <laughs> I'll take a really that. powerful skill feed. Thirty-nine. Level fifteen. Uh, with a thirty-nine, the injuries that this gnome has suffered do seem consistent. He has a few deep gouges in his side, where it seems like, well, this Wendigo just literally picked him up in one clawed hand and just sort of impaled him, but also several of his bones are broken. He is, he has fallen from a great height. Mm-hmm. It is an, almost a miracle that he has survived, but for everything you can see here, it does seem that he literally has survived a Wendigo attack by Sheer orchestration of fortune, more than any uh, any of his own, and he has been left 
What will you do, little thing? Bites you. Ow! Completely yeah. <laughs> traumatized by the experience. His, his mind at this point is, is almost broken. And Poor thing. He... He is almost in as bad a state mentally as he is physically. You don't really know if there's a lot <laughs> you can do to make that better. I mean, you um, could maybe ease it somewhat, but I'm going to give him the Dreamstone for a while. That will at least make it so that we can put him to sleep with some medication and he won't dream. That will certainly help. That's true. Not having dreams is going to be a huge benefit to this guy at this um, point. So we'll give so him... Uh, we'll give... No. Actually, Actually, yes. We're gonna use that there slumber wine finally. Holy crap, it's happening! Oh god. We're gonna give this man slumber wine, give him the dreamstone, and put him down for a nice long nap. Week. Yeah, he might need it. You know what? Putting him into a coma and letting him just recover coma. with no dreams might be exactly the only I'm thing an that could help him. <laughs> yeah, you're something. You give this gnome. The slumber wine. You give him the dream stone, mm -hmm. and he will, he will happily drink it. He's thirsty. Now, it takes an hour to kick in. Yeah, he's not going to immediately pass out. It is out. also wine. So, I mean, he can... I mean, yeah, he'll definitely drink it. Yeah. And uh, the dwarf that you've convinced to come along with you. All right. I suppose we're as ready as we're going to be. Oh. Can, can one of your better other mock back? Yes. We found him not far from the market, uh, not too long after the storm started. He's he's been in a bad state. We none of us really know how to sprint up a wound on the side. There's not really much we can do for him. We've we've tried, but Krasach. <laughs> <laughs> I can walk. <laughs> Imagine how painful that would be to have a healing spell immediately rearrange your bones. Snap your ribs back into place. And like, it's probably them. an unpleasant experience. Having had sure, my but... arm dislocated and having had it put back, I can tell you it was the longest two and a half seconds of my life. And he kind of like twitches for a moment no, as this no, stop. spell overcomes him. They'll see colors this time. They'll keep going for a bit longer. They can go even longer if you'd like. We'll, we'll talk about are... that tomorrow. What? What did you do? Melanie's blessing, and some others besides. Well, I, I suppose I can help bear him back to the streets, but I don't know what much I can do beyond the blanket to cover him from the storm. I'll take him. And uh, she'll actually cradle him up and uh, kind of roll, roll him in her tabard, actually, and keep her that, keep him that way. Are you ready then? Bad Let's as, be off. Bad as we're gonna be. Hey, Meanwhile, we, out in the market. So telepathically, hey, we would need a little bit longer out here. There is quite a lot, and only two people gathering. Marshall's dumping out a box of sand, looking in it, and it's already full of sand yep. again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, looks like more sand to me. Give me a second perception slash whatever thievery well, I imagine. If we rolling. can get another ten. Well, minutes. are you? Yeah, I mean, uh, can we delay for another ten yeah, minutes? Yeah, you can I certainly wait. They've been gonna, here for two days. They're. It's gonna make too minutes. much of a difference. I'm going. Three finally, deaths. got all the sand out of the box. I rolled a twenty. On the die? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. What about you, Trishy? Thirty-six. All right, so between the two of you, 
with another 10 minutes here, you're definitely able to gather up a decent amount of supplies that you think would be both useful to the Sook Master and to find your plane. But also a couple of things that uh, I like. Trishik has picked up. Um, there is a scimitar of fine make that you found uh, under a damaged display rack in a store that's almost mostly been filled with sand, but seems to be made of a very fine metal. It might be cold iron, it might be alchemical silver. It's definitely worth some money. Um, pick that up. There is an assortment of several hundred very small, like half-inch animal figurines carved from like lapis and jade and marble and various semi-precious stone that looks like it's probably a good amount of money these are these are finely crafted these are important pocket mm -hmm. all that it's um, evidence of what happened here <laughs> a few trunks containing entire trunks several like little like <laughs> trunk chests containing very fine, high fashion outfits from oh, this the is distance. to replace what Resme used. This yeah. is perfectly fine. We need this. Yeah, from a, <laughs> a, of a like a Nexian style, not even from Avistan, but from neighboring Kazmaron. Distant, so high excited. fashion. That's probably worth. This is important. We need this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe just a couple of chunks of Orichalcum while we're at it. Right? Pocket mm. a couple of things. Yeah, just some star metal laying around. Yeah. Yeah. Pocket some Any things mithril? that seem like they would be generally valuable to you, and then you meet back with the rest of the group. And I already preemptively rolled my fortitude save. Yeah, and what? Nat 20. Okay, and uh, Marshall, roll your not a one, please. <laughs> not, not a, a one. one. Cool. Then the group of you <laughs> gather back up, uh, meeting back in this main building with the party, ready to transport most of the survivors back to Basil's Basin. Did you get this from Sima Target? And as you arrive, delivering now a group of 26 more survivors and another pile of generally useful supplies to the group, again, the Sookmaster is incredibly thankful that the seemingly inconceivable amount of assistance that the heroes of Breach Hill have showed up in their hour of need. Oh, I've, I've And literally gotten, in one hour. I've gotten my payment. I'm fine. It's been Wait. about an hour, yes. I smell... I smell couture. I smell couture. That's that's fine. It's What's okay. the fortitude safe on slumber wine? It's all um, nine items, so. Oh, this dude's not passing that. <laughs> well, uh, he, he's, he's gone for a bit. Slumber. I rolled a fourteen. Is it any? Is it in any way feasible that a random gnome commoner with a fourteen on the die is gonna pass the save for or slumber not wine? Negative failing. ghost rider. Or not critically. Oh, that's important too, because critically failing goes to stage two immediately. Uh, I have to find it again because I took it off my sheet. Uh, in desperation and sadness, you took it off your sheet. <laughs> we finally well, no, I finally used up. it. Uh, DC 32. <laughs> uh, maximum this duration. This critically failed. So um, <laughs> onset one hour, maximum duration seven days. He's unconscious because he critically failed. Stay He's chill. out for two days. <laughs> Good. He's, no, he's gone. Yep. So uh, you return he's him. It's been probably yet. about 20 minutes since he's had it. In about half an hour, this man is going to pass out for several days. Yeah. He's literally going to sleep for a week. Probably a, yeah, a great mercy for this man, I'm sure. On a natural 20, he still fails because he would still be critically yeah, failing. Absolutely. Still. Well, critical is 32. Yeah. He'd, he'd succeed. What, what's his save? It's, a, it's not well, it's not zero. It's probably like four. I don't know. Like, it's a gnome, dude. That's fair. Oh, it's, like, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's probably like four. Because nobody's worse than trained in a okay. save. So nothing can be lower than three unless you have a negative stat. Okay, so if he critically saves over the next two days, he'll wake up in, a, in 
four days. He's asleep for seven days. Yeah, he's asleep, he's asleep, for, asleep seven for seven days. And he's not dreaming. Somebody helps him, and he's not having any dreams. The dream stone will keep him pure. You can't wake him up. But that leaves just the last place that you want to check is <laughs> on the previous High King out of his estate around to the south. And as the group of you head once again back out into the Grand Storm and make your way the other direction to the sound, John. This is a great time to take our midstream break. It's great to run and release some fortitude saves. I hate you. I was hoping to get past that. Dang it. I knew I it would happen. Forget about it between I didn't roll a before break and after. Down, down, you're down, good. You're down. I'm going to write my name. I rolled a seven again. I have never consistently rolled. What did you get, Roshin? Yay! Uh, Roshin got this here hero point uh, from Lelevik. Thank you, Lelevik. See, I've learned the secret of from Derp. Hero points get used exactly. immediately. Hero points get used immediately. Mm-hmm. So there we go. 19 Ma- on the die. Ones. Um, 41. Does she? 30 something. 30. Not a one. Six. So you make your way out. Don't want to be sick in forever. To the south end of the town. Yeah, until you can get out of the Same. storm for a reasonable amount of time. Uh, and down around to the southeast. Uh, out on the outskirts of the town, there is a. Uh, an estate, a collection of buildings that were once just kind of built near each other, but the High King kind of transmogrified into his castle by just putting some stuff between them to sort of make them into one grander construction. But before you can actually reach that building, um, maybe a quarter mile out from the basin at an intersection to the outside of town, you again hear the piercing howl rip through the sandstorm, somehow perfectly audible over the blasting winds. Windigo away, please. Windigo away, please. The Windigo go. But worse than that, coming in, streaking like a rocket ahead of you on high, 30 feet up in the air, an antelope-headed beast shoots down out from the sandstorm towards the group of you. I hate these things. Now we should take our break. Oh, already. We have an antelope. So, everybody, <laughs> the Wendigo, if it is a Wendigo, seems like it has either found us when to stop, or is tired of our interference. We're going to be a Wendigoner. We're not playing it's, by its rules. It's, you're not playing by his rules, and it's very upset about Supposed that. to cower and let me eat you. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Everybody. Have you when seen return, my friend? You're not that scary. We're going to win to go roll some initiative. Oh! We'll be right back, everybody. Don't go too far. Ooh, it's a two-carter. I was expecting ah! the third one to pop out. <laughs> whoop, whoop, I don't know whoop. if there's any three-carters. It's a legend. The legend of the three bestiary card monster. He has so many effects. So, unfortunately for Raz, the omen of a, of a character about to die is consistently rolling slightly lower than what would pass a save. Throwing That's the, how Rur died. Don't don't jinx him, dude. Don't tell dude, him I'm now. throwing this jerk in a maze. Why are you the way that Listen, you are? I can't be that statistically on average. Have two characters die in this campaign? I can't do it. Can't you though? Raz can run. The Wendigo can As do it. we left off, this <laughs> is gonna scoop you up and leave. Not too long ago, we realized it seems like the source of this sandstorm and most much of Finder Plane's problems are a Wendigo. And as we made our way to the third location to help the citizens of the town, 
I think the Wendigo is tired of us. <laughs> How dare you help people? I need everybody to roll me some initiative as shortly after another piercing, echoing howl. Gerkahach. This thing is coming shooting in from the south. Is that a plus three I hear? That is a plus three you hear. 30 feet in the air. Also, battle cries? Question mark? It is definitely too far away. I thought you were about to say. No, that is an addition to scouting. 50 feet away from you. That's okay. just as you see it come into view. I thought you were about to say another Wendigo shows up. Two of Wendigo. Ah, I'm good. Well, so we die immediately. We get a plus three plus my scouting, right? Yep. So plus four altogether. He's oh, like well. 50 feet away, right? He's 50 feet out, yep. Right. He's not there yet. Get, 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 get. Six, minus 46 minus two, 44. Pushing. Give me a minute. Sorry. Uh, 43. Resume? Also a 44. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Yep. Uh, Marshall. 40. Yeah, up there. Trishik? 49. Was that, get a, was that your 20? That was a 15. Oh, well, you guys, we have with, with the uh, massive 15 plus 30 rallying plus cry thing. Yeah, that gives you kind of a lot of stuff on there, actually. Let me see here. What do we got? Ooh, that's freaking high. That's a 51, actually. Jesus. Wow. Ooh, I hear a lawnmower in the distance. Hold on one second. Wait. Let's see if we can fix the horrible construction noises before we get into this. Giga construction noises. The fate of all random studios sometimes. So anyway, as you see this thing... It comes swooping in here. It is rocketing towards you at an incredible speed. It looks like it's just free falling. Uh, but rather than that, it is, it is clearly very much in control, flying straight at you, and much as you have been described by these gnomes, it's an almost wolf-headed beast with massive antlers raising up and back from its head. The rest of its body covered in much the same white fur save for the uh, the uh, hands of the creature. Massive, bloodied talons extending inches out from the end of its fingers, curling all the way almost back onto themselves. And uh, Marshall, as we begin here, you get hero points, my good friend. Goat Team Barbarian. Oh, we did get one in there, right? There's so everyone is the same name color in this chat. It's really hard for me to see things specifically. Can't lose another little furry buddy. Raz, you gotta live. Thank you, Green Shadow. This is for yeah, there's like same color. There's a neon green, there's a light green, and then there's a dark green. Are you colorblind? And it, they all just look like green to me on the oh. on the mobile app. I see that it's all the same green as far as I, I mean, can uh, see. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. As they I mean, all... he is totally wrong, but that's okay. As this, well, as this I, Wendigo... I see distinct green. As this Wendigo <laughs> comes flying into the party, uh, it shoots down in near the blink of an eye before anybody can react down. I guess Roshin is the one that is the most in front. So sure to am. You. Good thing you have your shield up, good my good friend. Thing. Um, and... That is going to be a 39. Oh, okay. Uh, not, yeah, that's a normal hit. 
<laughs> you get excited when you don't get crit by the big spooky I was basically thing. expecting 40 something and but yeah, okay. And as this thing's claws both snap out ahead of it, uh, reaching around, grabbing you from both sides, some of them scraping across through your armor plates, some punching through entirely. You're going to take 30 points of piercing damage plus five of of uh, fire. Do you, you, does anyone not have fire resistance at this point? You all have fire resistance? Yeah, fire? we all have yeah, I think we five. all do. Okay, so then the, you would feel this uh, this heat, but your ring or whatever it is that's giving you the fire resistance specifically to protect you. Okay, so that's my temp HP knocked out, and then 22 damage. And it grabs, uh, and it reaches around and grabs a hold of you. And again, as quickly as this thing shot in, literally before the rest of the party can even react, you feel yourself almost start to float to become weightless. Give me a will save, Rishin. Okay. Oh, that's a five on the die. Uh, let's see. That's going to be... I haven't hit him yet. So that's a 30. The 30, again, a single instant. This Wendigo shoots in, grabs a hold of Roshin, turns its head to the sky, is fanged maw almost in a grin across its face, and shoots straight up into the air. Out of sight in the storm with Roshin. A very this is bad. Fine. <laughs> he just, they have keeps a very bad disappearing. disappearing. Yeah. Rishik. I am going to climb on top of. Well, I'm going to sneak my way to on top of this building because I have a climb speed. Fair enough. Uh, it's pretty squat. It's only about five feet tall, so just easily one action will get you up on top. You just stepped on it. Yeah. And. Uh, try and make a perception check to see if I can hear where they went. So I guess rolling for the sneak, I, I sneak, and then a perception check to see if I can hear or or see or anything. Yeah. Give me your seeking. So so seeking is either a 60-foot cone, which I imagine is what you're doing. Cone straight up. Yeah, looking up. You can't make out anything through this storm here. Again, your vision is almost hard limited to 40 or 50 feet. They are just gone an action left. That's pretty much it. They're they're gone. There's no target. Rez? Um, can I get another recall knowledge check for just recalling knowledge? Yeah, you, I, you, I don't you can have everything throw one on this here. One. You yeah. can throw one. I don't have everything on this Wendigo yet. I don't know what he just did to Machine. Think real hard back on the stuff you've read about Wendigos. Thinking real, real hard. Oh, no. There's a little hamster rolling in there. I rolled a five on the die, so it's like He's a total of a 30, He's 31. He's scrambling to think of anything else he could know about this beast, but I got nothing. it eludes him. Um, I would tell a story if I had one about when it goes, hopefully Roshin's okay. Um, toot, toot, toot. Inspire defense, and I'm going to run underneath where the building. I'm going to be like right underneath where Shashik is, underneath that building. Keep my back to it just in case. Yeah, they're squat little rectangular buildings don't need proper real overhang, but they do have doors facing the road here. I mean, you could attempt to throw a door open if you wanted to go inside the building. That's not beyond reason. Um, I have one action left. I'm actually going to use it for... I have a spell slot for it. Actually, recall uh, Recall you were doing Yeah, I was yeah. doing it for free. I'm going to actually hypercognition. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to super think. 
Okay, my super thinking here says that you're a little confused. Um, because, again, this is a creature that is definitely not common, but one that very much leaves a, uh, a very visible trail and a very bloody, horrible history. Not common, but somewhat fortunately perhaps well-documented. And you're really confused because you're pretty sure that Wendigos are Arctic creatures and that they are weak to fire and that their tooth and claw is as frigid as it is sharp, but that doesn't match up with what you are literally seeing here. It doesn't make any sense to you. You do know two things. That Wendigos are absolutely immortal when presented with traditional sword and spell. And there is nothing that can lay them low save for cold iron weaponry. And that whatever just happened to Roshin, you, you don't know if you're getting it back. All right, so Mr. Roshin is fine. Um, <laughs> step one lie. Step one lie. Um, He's learning. We could probably immediately tell that's a lie. Yeah, no. Not trained to... any? His voice no. cracks. <laughs> no, I'm not even trained in deception. But Shishin is fine. He's um, fine. And Cold Iron. Also, it's a reverse Wendigo. Well, I've got Cold Iron, so that's good. It does not matter. I have Cold Iron. I have uh, Silver. I have the Simtar. Yeah, that's all good. Try Cold. Yeah, I, I got it. That's magic. Uh, resume. I could poke it. Uh, resume uh, will all of a sudden disappear and her figure will warp and pull around heat until she bursts into flame. And then working. she will shoot up into the air because that gives her a flying speed of 40 feet. There are zero people who have chased after a Wendigo. Uh, but as you launch yourself 40 feet up into the air here, um, that's going to bring you like to the edge of what you could see from the ground in the sandstorm. It's two actions transform, right? And uh, as you've taken off, you don't see any sign of Roshin or this Wendigo. And at that height, you are in, if you go much higher, you're going to lose sight of the ground itself. Okay. Hmm. Roshin, you have almost entirely lost your form here. Hmm. Uh, as this thing grabbed you and you felt this uh, piercing, burning claws around you, it didn't so much just physically carry you and take off as you both almost dematerialized. You feel weightless. You feel almost formless, like you're, you're drifting. You're clearly moving very quickly upward through this storm. But if, as you look around, your form seems almost translucent, almost immaterial, as does the beast that was grabbing onto you, if that's even still what's happening. Hmm. But you are rocketing upward, and I need a will save. This is a good one. Don't. They're all good, I believe. Natural 20. Oh, all? that was a really good time 47. for that to happen. Actually, less than that. 45. Doesn't matter. Five. It's still in that turn, right. though. You have your turn, good sir. 
<laughs> you get to live and for around for now. All right. Um, so do I feel constrained? You are still grabbed, yes. You, okay. As you try to, to move, you can still feel yourself kind of like twist and resist, but you're still bound. You're still held by this thing. You would need to escape before you could really do anything. Well, I can cast. I just have a flat check, right? That's true. It's a DC5 flat check. Yes. DC5 flat check. Okay. Um, uh, and try to cast heroism on myself. That's good. 15 on the flat check. Goes okay. off. Gives me plus two to everything. Dude, just bite it. Heroism is go. <laughs> I'll just bite it, right? Yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> it worked really well for the other guy. Um, and let's see. Um, my health is regenerating from the curse, right? Uh, you'd absolutely are in a non-trivial combat encounter All for right. sure. Oh, I wasn't and sure if that got turned off or not. You have a hero point here. Dan Bennett 360. Roshin is alive. Keep it that way. Please. Doing my best. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to... Uh, Roshin is going to just ball her fist and just punch this thing in the face to jar herself loose. Is that an athletics check I hear, or are you doing the unarmed attack? Uh, I am doing the... Give me a minute. Unarmed it's exactly the same. So unarmed attack. Okay. Literally punch in the face. Just why not, dude? Uh, it's a 16 on the die. Melee strike. You learned a manly left hook from somewhere. <laughs> um, that's going to be 24 plus that. So 40 plus 2 minus 1. 41. 41 is going to fail. Well, that's my third, it's my third action. Marshall. Well, after seeing this, uh, well, uh, hmm. Not sure what to do here, but I have an idea. I'll prepare for the worst, I suppose. Old Slappy. And Mega Marshall. You can get real big here. And, uh, I'm just gonna pray and wait with my old slappy at the ready. As you're waiting, Rasheen, as you kind of punch and beat at this thing, you hear a uh, almost a snarling laughter. And you hear a voice in your head. It's just, it's almost like telepathy. It's not, it's not talking to you, you just are, are understanding. I like your fight. Good. And it lets you go. Oh, you are going to. That's convenient. <laughs> regain your physical form as you rocket downward. Uh, resume as you're going up, you would see Roshin plummet past you at terminal velocity, slamming into the ground for 150 bludgeoning damage, and you're prone. I was gonna ask if I could react to that, but I guess. If you wanna take a, I will give you a reaction. Give me a reflex save, Marshall. This is fast. She's coming falling out of the sandstorm here. No. <laughs> He's gonna readjust his oh. reflexes there. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I have a, I have a, I have a feather fall. Or reaction. Yeah, it's a reaction spell. Then you, I'll give you this hero point back. Okay. Thank you. She throws out a spell and you slow down just in time for Marshall to grab. 
falling 300 <laughs> feet. Well, I'm huge, so I'm just like, <laughs> what happened? Gently put you back down on the ground. Oh, you just try that again. Told you she's fine. I said she was fine. She's fine. <laughs> so I'm going to take that scimitar out of my bag of holding. Okay. Well, how are you, how's your sim, uh, proficiency with martial weapons? It's not. Okay. I'm going to throw it at uh, Roisin. <laughs> as as Roisin gets sent on the ground. It's, it's, it's a sword. You have it a, a sword. Roisin can use swords. You toss it to Roisin, who's in Marshall's hand and has a sword and shield in her hand already. <laughs> Not at her. The floor in front of her. You might have a little bit better luck with this, according to uh, Riz. And I'm going to specifically draw a cold iron arrow and knock it in my bow. According to Raz, was it? Uh, according to me, what, what's up? At the very nothing. worst, it does nothing. But your sword will do nothing either. According to Raz. The traditional, Raz. T- traditional magic and weaponry doesn't tend to kill Wendigos. Um... I'm gonna just kind of try to open the door that's next uh, to me. The door next to you uh, does not appear to be locked, and you can just kind of toss it open here, uh, giving way to a relatively small, whether it's a home or a storehouse, it's surprisingly kind of empty. Maybe 20 feet deep and 15 across. Very squat little building. Oh, well, this looks like a safe place to hide from a Wendigo. It's gonna kind of step into the door frame and just. I found a safe place if you don't want to get picked up and tossed in the air like Miss, Miss Rasheen was. Oh, um, just she try it. You want to hide in the safe place with me? I'm going to inspire defense again. There's all my actions. Might be it again very shortly. Maybe. How do you fight something you can't see? You don't. Huh? Blind fight. Resume. Oh. That's what I want. That's what I want to look at. What? Duration on Featherfall. It's, what is it? Not to the end of your fall. It's a minute. Oh, so you still have it. You so can, I still have it. So he still has it. Okay. Uh, so as you fly up and throw this spell out to uh, to Rasheen here, make me an acrobatics check. That's what Tiggers do best. Is it? No. <laughs> they bounce. That's a really good roll. 23. The 23 is you're up here. You That's flying, up, 17? flying up after you get you get enough of focus here to get this spell out before the wind of the sandstorm blasts you. And uh, it sends you about almost all the way up towards the building to the, the northeast here, slapping you back down into the ground, blowing you out from the sky. It's You're not slamming down hard enough to take any fall damage, but you are going to completely lose control and land adjacent to that building, like at the corner up there at the northeast. That's fine. I'm going to dismiss Fiery Body. Okay. Um, I think two actions left. And then I'm going to... Uh, she's going to... Can she still see anybody, or is she far away? You are just... Like, you can you can see your party. They're kind of at the distance. Raz, is it like the fringe of what you can see? But you can't see everyone here. Infoctus Totalis, and I'm going to disappear. Uh, I'm using my new level eight spell, Disappearance. I am invisible, silent, and undetectable by any and all senses. Legendary Ooh. sneak. It's, it, this is a sneak build as a spell, like it's, full sneak build. Well, it's also just, a, there's no checks. You just do everything. You are just Omega Invisible, which is uh, pretty gusta. Um, I is don't that a get one to... action spell? Oh no, you landed there. Now yeah, I landed, I'm good. Roshin. I'm How's just, the ground? It's exciting. Firm. All right. <laughs> Corporeal. Just, you just try that again. 
Where are you? Um, so she's gonna look at that scimitar um, and just kind of take an action to kind of look it over. Are there any runes on this thing that I can see? On the sword or the scimitar? Yeah. Just scimitar. It's a pretty fine make and it's pretty clearly cold iron. Uh, it's got that almost bluish sheen, but there are no runes on it now. Pull cold iron morning star that has runes on it. Scimitar stays on the floor. <laughs> morning star. Either way. It's we, like, we forgot she I know what that. that stuff is. It's on my hip. There's runes on this one. <laughs> I'm going to use this one. I guess that was just kind of like here, just so you don't like completely get wiped. Um, and I appreciate this softball you had one in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of nice of them. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Let's throw up a whirling scarves. All right, Marshall. Uh, still up there and I can't see it. Hmm. Just get ready when it comes down. Just get ready to whack it just as soon as it comes down. Right. I guess I'll just hold. No, no. Ready. Ready. He has AOL. I guess that ready is better than AOL because it applies at the absolute extent of your reach. Well, it works for... That means he gets two attacks when it crosses it. He only has one reaction. Yeah. Ready using your, uses using your a ready reaction. action is a react. It, it, it gives you a reaction to do whatever you're ready. Oh, which ready. I believe that, we played wrong confused. in the past. We played in it one wrong of the grand in total of... Stone way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, like the that's what I'm one time that we ever used ready to It action. was Cemento, the rock horse. Ah, uh, was, Oh, yes. God, I love Cemento. I know oh, once upon a time we, we, we thought wolf. you got the ready to action and also the AOL, but the ready to action is your reaction, it's so your it does use it. But indeed... This Wendigo is going to come screaming almost straight down back out of the sky towards Marshall's giant waiting baseball bat. So take a oh, swing, my slappy. friend. Old Slappy! Gotta re-grip Old Slappy! Okay, I think we still got this. The first one Better. is a faint. Uh, 39? 39 is not going to hit. Wow. And as it comes in and you hit, and you, I mean, you will connect with it, and it kind of just bumps a little bit. It's jaws wide open. It's maw seeming almost to widen as it comes down towards you. It is going to bite down and rip at you as it descends. For a 45 to hit. Uh, fortification rune. Fortification rune. Nope. You also have plus one of your saves. I, I, okay. Yeah, it's exact critical. You are going to take... 50 points of piercing damage from <clears> its <throat> jaws. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know what your fire resistance is, but you're going to take 9 points of fire damage. So you will take... Oh, uh, 18, actually. So you will take 11 fire damage because it's okay. doubled. So total of uh, 61, right? Total of 61 damage? Okay. Because math is hard. And, oh, uh, sorry. Minus So 57, 57. points of damage. Ugh, and math. it is there in the air as it bites at Marshall. Uh, Marshall is about 15 feet tall. The Wendigo is about 10 feet above him, biting and slashing down at him, like upside down in the air as it rips towards him. Atrashik. Well, I've got that arrow at the ready. You do. And uh, there's a Wendigo now. Worst case scenario, if this doesn't work, I have silver. We'll try a little bit of everything. So first attack, gonna quickly draw back that <clears throat> string and release, snapping a shot over towards this thing now that it's in the open. Uh, do I have any like mischance or penalties? Yeah. This is minus two range attacks. Oh, that's not too bad. I want to say C is something like. Well, I mean, I rolled an 18, so 16. 
to a 28, 44. 44 will hit. And that's to its flat-footed, because I was sneaking oh. when I got up here. You were indeed, so 44 will definitely hit. It's chaotic evil. I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> Absolutely chaotic. Wendigos are like the most chaotic evil creature that could possibly <laughs> exist. He's having a good time. Oh, look, a town. Let me torment uh, and devour them all one by 31. one. 31, and can he bleed? He both can bleed and is absolutely taking much more than 31 damage. As you see this arrow flash against his skin, and the thing lets <clears throat> out a brief howl, recoiling, flinching away in the air as it almost kind of contorts in the air to turn your direction. I'm going to crouch. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to sneak over five feet. And disappear from its vision is just a little bit, a little gust of sand, and I'm gone. You even have concealment. You, you got sand to hide in here. Mm -hmm. I don't even need it, but I have it. And I rolled a 16, so that's a 46. 46 will successfully hide. As you see it, look over and gaze, kind of scan the rooftop of this building. Clearly not aware of exactly where you are. It knows I'm, I'm up there or somewhere nearby. Uh, but I have more cold iron arrows, and this thing looks real not happy about that. Very so. unhappy about it. <laughs> it is also, for everyone else, permanent, or not permanently, for an entire turn, flat-footed, which is total money. Mm -hmm. No, 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 it's a, that, that's a, you know. Mm, okay. That's a 12, so a 10. That's definitely a so. With your minus five, three, yeah, there's 33. No way that's hitting. Yeah, knowing what you hit and you rolled four yeah. lower and your second attack, there's no way that second arrow is going to hit. Uh, Rez. When you guys don't have feet, how are they flat footed? Anyways. They're always flat footed. As you see it now in clear view here, its legs kind of trilling back behind it. Its shin bones actually just come to a burnt stump where it looks like it had legs and feet once, but they've literally, like, they've just been We're worn away to. down to tiny stumps. Can I talk a little bit about Wendigo lore? Go for no. it. So Wendigos run so fast on the air that their feet burn away, and they're left with charred nubs. Yeah. Uh, that is a thing that you can tell a Wendigo has been in the area because it carries its victims on the wind so quickly that there are char marks across the ground that get longer and longer before the victim is whisk off into the see air. What you're trying to say is we're buoying an amputee. Um, Wendigos are scared. I'm going to try oh. something. Okay. Um, I want to cast Vision of Danger above the Wendigo, above the party. I know I can't see far, but I can just judge distance. Um, so where it just is floating above, the edge, outer edge is floating above Marshall, but the Wendigo is still be inside of it. Okay. It's a 500 foot range. So. Yeah, he's large and he's 10 feet above Marshall, so like you can absolutely uh, yeah, it's put a it huge, up high up enough to get that. It's a massive 30 emanation. foot burst, yeah. So I just need him to make that will save. I got minus two to my DC for that. So. Uh, 33. He failed. He actually felt. So uh, I get to roll. I get to roll dice. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Why is this a fear effect? No. Okay. As as the burst comes out, the sand that's blasted ground actually turns into icicles. It becomes a snowstorm around oh, the. Oh, he really don't like that at all. Yeah, no, he really don't like that. <laughs> at all. Really don't like that one. No. Ugh, um, cold. So I need eight, eight mental damage. I'm just gonna roll four d. I think they're d six, not d eight. I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing, but this is my whole turn. So if we want to go... He wants some more D8s. Well, as you're rolling this dice, as you can see this thing now in the air here as it's kind of turning around to face the group of you and more stationary than it has been, you can see 
that it's adorned with some interesting things. It has a couple of, like, they're almost bandoliers, like straps of raw leather and hide around its body, from which dangle a couple of various gruesome bits and trophies that it has taken a liking to or collected. Much of them are horrific to look at, much as the creature itself, but it appears it's also collected quite a few things, perhaps from previous victims or... See, I'm not the only one. Unknowable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a Wendigo. Yeah. <laughs> you are not both chaotic evil, exactly. so you're not <laughs> far off. You keep. <laughs> 38 <laughs> points of mental damage to the Wendigo. Resume. Um, Resume uh, will throw an image out uh, to the party of exactly what the Wendigo is going to do uh, for the next eight seconds. Um, and you all get the vision simultaneously. True target. True target. Oh, thanks, Lassie. So everyone gets to roll twice to take the better on your next and attack. And they're flat. And he's flat-footed. So roll twice. So roll take twice. The take better. better pretty good. Um, That's only one action. Also, true target is a real good spell. Correct. Um, and then. Um, it's just a better true strike. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like much six better true strike. strike. <laughs> six, six level AOE true strike is pretty much what it is. And then. Um, she will pull together uh, some magical energy and cast it out into him, and I'll do a two-action magic missile. Okay. He's going to take some uh, damage as these various missiles slam into him, and there's nothing um, you can do about it. Fifth. Fifth level. Pee -pee. Okay. It's hard to pick them up. I know. D4s. D4s. I hate, everybody hates D4s. D4s. I love D4s. D4s are a curse. I love D4s. That have been left upon this world. Wow. That was really Eight, good. 12, 16, 19, 22 on six dice. Plus six. Plus six. 28. 28. Wow, That's that was a good. sick roll. A series good. of missiles slam into this thing. Uh, you're seeing these couple of good attacks here put a pretty decent amount of hurt on this creature. Uh, but still, it seems more angry. And confused, then like mortally injured here, uh, Roshin. Um, so if I were to cast Airwalk and charge it, could I get within striking distance? What's your what's your speed on Airwalk? My speed is it's just my normal speed. My speed's twenty right now. I can athletic rush to make it thirty. So you'd have sixty. Yeah. You get half when you're going straight up, so you'd be speed thirty. It is. Well, no, no, it's not sixty. Like I, I, I'd like to be able oh, to you swing get... at it once I'm up there. Well, so sun can... charges two moves though, right? I no, it's, I'm not. You, I don't have that feed. Oh, all oh, right, okay. You mean just like you want to charge? It. Yes, I would like to. Charge well, you, up you the going straight up and we're in forty-five degrees up is halved. Mm-hmm. For most cases. So I, I think... could, I could ascend ten feet into the air. Roshin is about. Marshall's five, 15. six feet it's tall. It's like five off the ground right now, so you need to go 20 feet up in the air to be able to swing at it. I need to go 20 feet up the air, so That's I would even a... No, because even if I went it's, 30, it's pretty I, high I wouldn't the get there in one move. Yeah, no, it's, it's 20. You need to go 20, 25 feet. Okay, I, I just wanted to check to see kind of how that would work out. All right, so uh, that's okay. Um, darkness take you. Grime, fulus. And uh, a little moat of darkness will fly up into the sky and blossom into a massive black sphere that engulfs it. Um, that is Eclipse Burst. Yeah, I kind of thought it was. Um, <laughs> like ice damage? What kind of say is that again? That you might have. Reflex? Well, that's a reflex. It is ice fireball? It ice is and negative ice fireball? and negative fireball. Evil ice ball. It's a really nice divine spell. 
divine. Like it's also arcane. 43. 43 is a normal success, so it'll take half. Half still gonna be a lot, I'm pretty sure. I should hope so. It's not happy about the cold, I'll tell you that right hey, now. Hey, wait! Wait, wait, he's a deer. It's a total eclipse of the heart! What? You went for a bun oh, and no one else got it. Continue. I, I actually got it and Thank I'm you. disappointed. Thank you. Thank you. Eclipse Burst is freaking great. I love Eclipse Burst. <laughs> I, like, I like how there's the Solar Burst too, the Sunburst, whatever it is. The I'm exact same spell died. except opposite. There are so many powerful The Divine, divine List is so much cooler than it was in 1E. They got so much It's cool not. Cooler. It's not just touch spell, touch spell, touch spell, touch spell. And buff, no. buff, heal, heal, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of cool spells. You can spell to do stuff. First edition, it's all right. I cast Bark Skin. Next turn, Shield of Faith. Next turn, Shield. Like you just keep going with the buffs. I mean, I won't lie. I was looking at like a War, War Priest cleric, and that looked like a lot of fun when I was getting started. Fifty-two total cold and negative. No, no, that's the total. Oh, okay, I was like. So oh 26. boy! Yeah, yeah. So, so 26. 26 cold and negative. Uh, that's still going to take a ton of damage, as it seems to react very poorly to this frigid ball. Um, at least one action, I believe. Uh, one action. Um, she's going to uh, quicken cast Kramahar and touch Marshall, um, and uh, sort of a, a brief outline of Roshin's body significantly scaled up, will flash over Marshall's form. Uh, uh -huh. I will take half of his damage. And Marshall, it is now the turn of you. How far up, uh, up from the ground is it's it? It's in your reach. He's like 25 feet off the ground, but you're like 15, you're huge. You're 15 feet tall and you have a huge Because I was going to ask <laughs> if I switched to uh, Rectangle, would I still be able to Yes. Reach? Okay. Well, He's within 10 feet of you. About okay, just making sure. Yep. Oh, thank you, Roshi. Well, in that case, I better be smart about this. <laughs> rectangle. Morphs into the ball. Big old mallet. And then psych up, get some of that temp HP up, and thanks to Miss Resme's spell, I'm gonna roll two d20s. Roll and two the and take the vet. Raw. Uh, I, I will take the 14. So I that, will that was be... a 14 and a 16. I was like, well, well, damn, that's pretty good roll. Yeah, it was a 10 and 14. Uh, the 14 plus 29, so that is. 40. It's definitely gonna hit. 40. It's definitely yeah, gonna hit. It's definitely not gonna crit. Not gonna crit, but uh, the hitting's important, so. Bonk is good. 3d12 plus 1d6 sound damage. Well, he's taking a sound damage, and uh, not very good on the actual hit, though. Uh, that's 14 plus 25, so 39. So 40 altogether. Exactly 40. Exactly 40. A wow. solid hit. That you land on this uh, this Wendigo here, and Bonk. as it's in the air here, it's it's really reeling the most from this arrow that Trishik has landed, and that wound, uh, the skin around him almost seems to be blackening, and he is going to turn, uh, turning back over, and surge forward towards the building, and he is going to make a. I would be in the open because I attacked again. Attack about. Okay, I was going to make a seek action uh, as he was running over. You would absolutely get an attack of opportunity. He did attack again, so make you are a, just right there. Make a will save for me since he started inside the area. Are we sure this hits? I don't think it hits immediately. When they when they're inside the area when There's it's no created. No way, it just hits twice as soon as you cast it. When they're in the area whenever it's created, and then they start to turn in it. It automatically just hits twice. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Fair enough. I yeah. mean, it's D8s per level, so it's. Yeah, it's not like a huge. It's amount not of a damage, huge amount of damage. Yeah. Um, 
41. He passes. It does not critically pass. So he takes. And then Marshall's attack of opportunity? Uh, 39. 39. Is he still outfitted? He's flat footed till the end of my turn. The 39 will hit him. Oh, okay. 20 total. Uh, second bonk. Better. Better. Uh, so that, that is, is very cocked. I'll reroll that one. Okay. Not much different. Okay, so that's 9 plus 11. So that's uh, 20 plus 5. So 25. 50. And with that, he kind of spirals. And you see that he is uh, pretty dramatically injured. And he reaches out with another clawed hand, swiping down in rage towards Trishik. He's at this point uh, bloodied all about his body as he flies towards Nimble him. Nimble dodge. And as Trishik jumps to throw himself out of the way of the very angry Wendigo, um, this hit from Marshall is going to kind of throw him askew here. Uh, and he ends up uh, swiping with one, his claws grating across the edge of the building as he stabilizes himself and comes in with the other hand, using villain point. On that one. Slap more gooder. That is much more gooder. 49. That will crit. Mm. Let me know if anything he does provokes. No. Okay. I, you have that thing and it's neat. Um, I, I will absolutely stab him with an arrow. Just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to take 46 points of damage, and you take a meaningful amount of fire. Uh, it's 16, actually, so you're still going to take 11 after your resistance there. As this claw grabs around you, the group of you again see him turn, and almost a boom of the blowing sand, a shockwave rippling through even the intestine of the storm, and it shoots up into the air. And Trashik, with his will save, may or may not be going with him. I'm going with him. <laughs> 27. Up he goes. And oh. as you take off, good news is no critical failure here. Uh, as you take off out of the air, you hear its voice in your head as well. And you can see, even as it kind of dematerializes and goes off with you, it is desperately injured here. Oh, that arrow. It's a fancy trick. <laughs> your magics and your weapon will fail you for long. And they're gone. So, Trishik, <laughs> I need a will save from you. <clears throat> that is a three on the die uh, to my four, so I do not get a turn, I assume. Um, well, well, this isn't actually for you. No. If Marshall gets a hero point, if that makes you feel any better. Uh, um, that's a 26. As you swing your weapon against the Wendigo, a tooth comes loose. No Wendigo's teeth are lucky charms, you think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tarhart. That's very appropriate, you the think. 26, I appreciate it. <laughs> as you're carried up, you feel much like I described Rasheem before. You feel yourself dematerialize. You're floating. You're like light. You're just almost like you are ascending to the great beyond here. You don't. You felt this initial sharp pain as it slashed at you. But it's not yanking you upwards, you're just going. You're still somewhat kind of restrained in here, but you almost feel like it's it's near impossible to, to like understand what's going on. Your your mind is as adrift as your body. You are stupefied four. Ooh. Is that, is that all it does? You do get your turn. Oh, because this doesn't matter to me at all. Well, Makes your will save yeah. four lower, so that's pretty bad in general. It doesn't matter if it's dead. 
Doesn't matter if it's dead. That's accurate. You, you do get your true target. I get my true target. You do get, yeah, you still get and your I'm going to draw one of those cold iron arrows out of my quiver and shank it. All right. This, that's improvised. So solidly untrained on the attack roll, I think. Is, is improvised untrained? It was a flat minus four in first edition. I'm but, uh, not sure. If it's untrained, it's then to the rule book. <laughs> two improvised weapons. Where I mean, there's an... The I letter. Aren't you sorry you didn't take the dedication that's specifically around using improvised no, weapons? No, not at all. Yeah, I can't immediately <laughs> find it in the core rule book. To the archives of Nethys. This doesn't come up very often. Improvised weapon. 2E. All right. So, attack someone that wasn't built. It's actually just a minus two. So, it would be a simple weapon. Oh, so, you still get your, okay. uh, your full proficiency here. But, uh, yeah, my, just a minus two to your attack rolls. Actually, that's way Only less severe than two. I thought it was. Hey, cool. We can do cool things with nifty <laughs> you, props. I mean, that is largely the point of second edition, yeah. is you get to do cool stuff. It makes that art that makes that archetype even dumber. <laughs> Thank you. Excuse so, me, sir. The bar fighting archetype <laughs> is probably great in a campaign based on pub fights. Bar fights, yeah, you say? So, break off the chair, that stool. Not counting hand wraps. That's it's just my fist attack, hitting him with the cold iron arrow. Cold iron arrow, you are gonna need to, like you're drawing it like it's a weapon because you can do it as yeah. part of shooting, but you got to get it up and get it in your hand. So it's, you're drawing it like it's a weapon, so that's yeah. an action. I'm grabbing it like near it's, the head. It's definitely just D4 damage. Yeah. Um, plus cold iron. Plus cold iron plus whatever your normal modifiers on a plus attack sneak would attack. Be. Why is it flat-footed? End of your turn. End of my turn. It's, it's a, a plus sneak attack because yep. it's flat-footed. Absolutely. That, that counts. Um, can he use uh, dex with it? Because it's light and small. I would absolutely let you. It's I would give you agile and you can use dex with it. It's, it's lighter than a dagger to be sure. So it, it, Okay, so I'm just swinging at a 26. Yeah, minus your runes and <clears throat> minus two from your claw attack. 25. It's a 19. Well, roll it again and see if you get yeah, a 20. Two targets, I so. can roll it again and I'll get a 20. It's not, but I got a 19. <laughs> so a 19 plus 25. So 44 to its flat footed. That will hit. Your brain's not all there, but you know enough. I don't need brains where I'm going. <laughs> it's 300 Lizard. feet to the ground. I can tell you that. Lizard powers. So I have a healing spell five, for you when you get that. 5, 7, 10, 16, 17, 22, 26, 37, plus cold iron damage. 68. I didn't think that number was going to be that big. I have a lot of I sneak was... attack dice. So he's cold, he's weak to cold iron by ten. And he had forty-five health left. Oh. Are you kidding me? Like, I don't think this is gonna kill him. But Trishik comes plummeting from the sky. Swag points. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do so. to him here? He was at exactly 270 damage. I love how we see the Wendigo disappear with Trishik and we just see Trishik come back. <laughs> well swag points. Can I use the time while I'm falling to activate the cloak of the Montebank? Because no. I want to reappear back on the ground and look, problem solved. <laughs> Can I? If you, 
You me? killed him. If you want to use your club, <laughs> you have an a you have an action left. You drew, you stabbed. Is it one action? Use it's the club? two actions to use it, but then, I have the entire time I'm falling. Then, which is less than one action. No, it's less than one action. It's instant. At the start of your turn, you fall 500 feet. The start of my turn. Well, when you're falling, you are now falling immediately, I so mean, you'd fall 500 feet. I, I will fall. If you and had get the actions left fall. to yeah. use it, uh, you are out of uh, her view. You are too far away to the sandstorm. You got cat, uh, cat fall, right? It's minus 50 feet. Minus 50? I can catch well, what do you. Well, what do you do to this thing? Well, I'm going to... Uh, it's going to pull me up, stupefy me, and... Um, is big problem for you. I have more. Draw it, shank it in the neck. And it immediately releases you from this grasp as it lets out another blood-curdling howl that's audible from the ground. This one very different. This one one of pain. And the group, if you see Trishik, I'm shooting back, except Rezme's too far away. So Rez, it's above through a roof. Marshall and Roshin, see Trishik, I'm falling right back down. Very shortly after, you only fall 100 feet, because it was immediately afterward. Okay. And you hit the edge of the building, kind of tumble down the sand. You're minus 50 feet, so you're gonna take 25 points of blood. Oh, oh that's not oh, bad. Because you take half the distance, so you yeah. fell functionally 50 feet. Well, it turns out that, um. Cat's grace. So I fall, I hit across the building, and instead of just landing on the ground, skitter and like roll across the sand. And, and that, that's the counting for the 50 feet. A few seconds after, the Wendigo comes crashing down. Much less graceful. In a crumpled heap. Oh, I picked the wrong person to pick up that time. Across he the has street. unfortunately met me. With not an arrow idea. shaft sticking out of the side of his neck here. <laughs> so badass. Look, now I am demon that was on the roof. <laughs> Good job, uh, boss. So Raz, yeah. Raz, now now that we're all back here and uh, and safe, can um can, can we? a strong word. There's still an incredibly vicious sandstorm. Can, can we can we talk about? The fact that you said that everyone was going to be okay when you were clearly lying and tell us what's actually going to happen so we can try and stop it? No, 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 just no, no, let's not go into details. By the way, actually. Can we please go into details? Everyone's safe. I didn't lie. Marshall's just going to go up to liar the... in the whole world. His shield other continues the tradition of absorbing exactly zero points of damage. <laughs> It'll happen someday. <laughs> so Marshall's going to go up to the corpse of Wendigo and does what he does best, but he's not going to wear it. He's just going to take the head and put it I'm, in his bag. I'm gonna ask you to leave it be? Or is he gonna kindly ask you to- No, 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 don't do that. I don't yeah, what? Does it. <laughs> this uh, is Marshall, why wouldn't you expect him to do this? I expect him to do it, I'm gonna ask him just this once, please don't. He's already got the head in his please, hand. Please Can you leave put it the there. head back? Ah, uh, fine. Roisin, as you see him holding it, he drops out of the ground. This knot in your stomach finally starts to fade. You are no longer frightened one. As the fear, the frightened one from Wendigo's howl persists as long as you're within a mile of the Wendigo. Oh my god. <laughs> a sudden sigh of relief across the, all of this town. As oh, it's you, perfectly fine. Excellent That would time. be the same thing would be happening to all the gnomes back in the basin. But the sandstorm is still blowing strong. Hmm. Uh, but this Wendigo again has as it's now just kind of <clears throat> broken on the ground in front of you as you're looking at this body. It's got some grisly trophies, but it also appears to have a couple of things that it has certainly collected across its lifetime. You see uh, no, a very bejeweled hilt of a sword with no blade still attached, what looks like a wedding ring at various port uh, points on these straps it has around its body. 
Uh, it's taken quite a few things from quite a few different people. Well, we're going to take them back and give them to people who might... Sell them. Well, not the wedding ring. We'll give them to people who will pay money no. for them. How hard is this to track who money. owns a wedding ring once it's been taken off their finger? Just money. So there's a few things of interest across its body. There is a small, again, almost uh, much like what you had found, a little bigger, about an inch, of what looks like it's scrimshawed out of bone, a statuette of a weird, sneering gremlin, which looks particularly uh, well intricate and interesting and makes you a little unsettled just to look at. Uh, there is, again, there a wedding band set with four sapphires around the front of its face that looks like it's pretty finely made. Uh, a large, uh, the hilt of this sword looks like it was large. This was not a human-sized weapon. This was like a martial-sized weapon. And both the pommel and around the cross guard are set in with numerous jewels uh, uh, above and below its finely wrapped handle. There is a gold chain covered in small intricate arms, uh, charms rather. Arms. Uh, no, I like arms. the arms. <laughs> there are... Uh, there is a shrunken head on here as well, as well as a collection of numerous ears. Negative. Look like they've all been taken from the right side of something. Uh, Why the right side? About a... Trophies. So eight, you don't double them up. Eight-inch long, small femur of something that's just Kill curved them. a little bit more than should be possible for a resting state of this thing. And a small clay idol that's very kind of crudely carved and looks surprisingly brittle to still be intact on this thing's body as it crashed into the ground. Hmm. Hmm. Um, it also... This is quite the collection. <laughs> but wait, there's clay. more. It's also got a bunch of various scraps of what look like furred bits of skin Gross. that are just tucked and wrapped and pinned around these uh, various bandoliers and leather wrappings that it has around its body, these straps. Uh, if you inspect this with the tech magic, yeah, uh, nothing would appear to be magical save for the small bone gremlin. Hmm. But a lot of it looks like it's potentially interesting. <clears throat> um, before we leave this thing, uh, Raz, I don't want to just leave it here. Can I just get rid of it? I mean, you can get rid of it. There's no trophies from it. No, I'm going to get rid of it. Like, make it disappear. Yeah, please make it disappear. Disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after a blast of green light flashed out of Resme's hand, there would be nothing left of this Wendigo but a pair of antlers set in the sand and the leather straps themselves set with whatever adornments it still possesses. The body itself vaporized the dust that instantly blows away in the storm. Sometimes it helps to be very, very, very superstitious with very, very terrifying monsters. What about I the antlers? Think that was gonna go no, I'm gonna say, what's the significance of the antlers sticking around? That's a weird one on me. I mean, the fact that a window goes in the middle of the desert is also a very weird one to me. Is that um, a weird thing? It's a very weird thing. They're usually like in the mountains and snow. They like snow. Well, that thing bit me pretty hard, and it, it was burning when it did it. So it seems like it fit better here anyway. Uh, Squid, can I go to a room on this thing to see if I can figure out what the significance of it being in a different place might be? What? Well, it, the lives the it lives yeah. in the desert. Yeah, uh, but it's not supposed to live here. Yeah, but it does. It's a desert wedding. Yeah. This is a desert wedding. It's like a, den it's like oh, a it desert rat. It's like a desert wedding. Ah. 
It's just weird. They're much less common than their Arctic brethren. What you're saying is it's a summer penguin. Extraordinarily rare, but it is a desert wendigo. Summer penguin. It's a summer penguin. Okay, gotcha. Now, despite it being dead, they cannot exactly... Are you okay? No. Okay. (laughs) Stoop fight four, I feel like he would be visibly... Having Thank difficulty putting thoughts. Yeah, oh, like the sentence you, takes about thirty seconds. You want to sit down for a little bit? Yeah. Why don't you have a I seat? Don't think. I assume that you are all inside this building, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Standing out in the blasting. We probably would have brought anything of importance inside, and now we are talking. Trishik, want me to try to fix you up a little? If you can, please. I have just a thing. Something in here. Staff. Just touch it to you. Oh, look, I feel much better. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet chick. Restoration. um, It reduces isn't stupefied by two, unless it doesn't. Okay. Well, then you are stupefied two instead of four. And a minute later, I'll do it again. But uh, as you uh, you bonk with a stab, you feel your mind come back a little better. You still feel real muddy. And uh, you feel really hungry actually you got just the worst munchies i already did this kind of normal but like dramatically more than usual so do you you okay do i like feel hungry or is it just kind of an itch it's kind of like an urge like you're not hungry but you you could eat you feel you know that you aren't physically hungry, but it feels like you haven't eaten in days. You just—it's just a desire, really. Telepathically, are you okay? Everyone's like looking at Trishik. Well, um, outwardly, probably like not much of a difference. Maybe I will reach into my bag and grab a trail ration more than I normally would, or something. Because, like, there, there's not really anything around here that I would go to eat. Except Damn. for... Yeah, exactly. Except for what's in my bag. Really, yeah. So I'll just be idly munching on some preserved meat. I feel better now that the one, or the stiff, has been used. is uh, cleared up the mind. Good. You still seem to have a lot of sorts, yeah? You sure about this? Yeah. As far as I can tell. Hmm. Um, you could make me a medicine or uh, an occultism make. I, I could I will try make to make those things. Maybe I, I will assist Raz. I will do occultism, and by occultism, I mean arcana. Would you like me to use the medicine stick? I'll do occultism. Real. Okay. Give me an occultism, Raz. Uh, occultism of 28 to assist. I gotta, uh, I'm still Wait, very sick in here. What is your proficiency? Everything. So you're me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, plus one actually, because it's a regular success. Forty-three then. The forty-three. Wendigo troopship. So Wendigo troopship. So Wendigos. Um, <laughs> this is where it gets difficult for you to recall exactly, because this is where it kind of blurs the line between folklore and actual understanding of a creature. Wendigos are not a creature unto themselves. A Wendigo, this antler-headed thing, is not a beast that is born into this world. A Wendigo, or 
being a Wendigo is a curse. And a curse that is spread through contact, through these thoughts that worms into your mind. And looking at Trishik, doesn't look like he got out of this entirely unscathed. Well, no, I took like 100 damage. If, <laughs> if what you are, if what you have read is to be true, if this is how it works, your fight with this Wendigo is not over. It is very rare for anyone to survive a Wendigo attack. They're incredibly powerful creatures. But those that do, almost universally, within the next couple of days, find, kill, and eat a creature close to them, similar to them, and then disappear. And a oh, lot of the time, this no coincides with another Wendigo showing up not too far away. So, so we have um, we have about three issues that I know of. <laughs> issue number one, that gnome we found back with the survivors, he survived the Wendigo attack. That's issue number one. Issue number two, Rasheen. Issue number three, Trishik. Um, Yellow, yes, same issue. You are a very big <laughs> issue. Um, Wendigos are a curse. You get taken by them. They warm thoughts into you, and then you turn into a Wendigo. About you know, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna lowball it. Two days later, when you go to Seek the flesh of another being like you, so Rasheen's um, case. Well, Sheik would never eat the flesh of another being. Well, yeah, no, it's fine. There's no Marshall other just kinda, around here. Well, yeah, but you're gonna go <laughs> seek one out, and but, if you seek but, for something, you're going to find something. R- Rasheen, the biggest is, issue. Can't you remove curses? Well, I the, actually, I picked something up for this. The biggest issue is the gnome that you put to sleep. He's unconscious. He can. Yeah, but anything. if he wakes up with that urge, he's in a city full of. Well, he's oh, not waking up gnomes. for a week, so we have all of six and a half days to figure that one out. Never say never. What do you think stronger? Slumber wine or a Wendigo curse? Well, I think that two days of unconscious is two days of unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all... We can figure that out but, in two days. <laughs> I mean, I can solve one of the problems. <clears throat> he wakes up and just starts eating. Hopefully gnomes. I can solve the other one. Right, where's the gnome? I, he's... What are you going to do to... How are you going to solve this problem? The Marshall way. What is the Marshall way? You'll find out. It's not a potato, Marshall. Potato won't care. You cannot. Oh, you're going to kill him. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to eat him. No, I'm not going to eat him. You know, I'm going to draw the line. I don't eat gnomes. It's against my rules. I'm going to draw draw the line at the murder of an innocent person. It's not innocent if it's infected to becoming a Wendigo. It uh, most certainly is. You can't try someone before they've committed the crime. That's kind of really unethical. I'm not entirely sure what he's talking about, but. um... But Sheeny? Uh, first off, you think you. that's really stopped me before? <clears throat> no. <laughs> what uh, exactly do we do to prevent me eating the people? Well, give me a minute. Let me read up on it. Um, so I have a scroll of remove curse. I have two of them, actually. I'm super against it. I don't want to eat anybody. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to eat other lizard folk. Um, so anyone, I'm going to pull this out, like. and I'm going to try to remove True Sheik's curse. Um, I spent some money on these scrolls. These are level seven scrolls of remove curse. So they're kind of chonky. What's stronger? Well, it's a counteract check. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, so. So if I'm one level below the effect or higher, 
then it's a, I think it's a normal. Yes. I need to get a success on the counter action. Uh, success it dispels things that are one level above or, or below. Or below. Right. A critical success does three, three. levels above or below. Three. Because we had to look at that earlier. I don't know what level a Wendigo is, though. Okay. I don't know either, so we'll see what happens, I guess. I'm praying. It's a seventh level effect, you said? It's a seventh level effect. Okay. I guess effective level so is 14. So you pull the magic, yeah, pull the magic out of this scroll, and then you make me a counteract check. Good, sir. The scroll, so using your own modifier. Don't worry. Nothing's really going to change that much if I start eating people in the open. Well, not the first <laughs> I mean... time. That's a ten That's on average. the die. That's average. That's nice and average. Nice and average. What's the total? Um, it's my check, right? Yeah. The scroll mine. is your magic, yeah. So yeah. it's your counteract check. So that's gonna be a thirty-six. The thirty-six is you feel this magic reach out to Trishik. You feel the spell you pull out of this scroll take hold on him. And you feel it. You feel it. Fizzle. As the magic is subsumed to whatever darkness is within him. Oh, that didn't work. It is a powerful effect. It felt a little tingly. Or you feel nothing happened? Are we sure that, Roshin, are you sure that you're not affected? I don't feel a desire to eat anyone, if that's what you're asking me. Raz, would he feel it immediately? Would she feel it immediately? Well, she certainly I feel it. I feel a bit hungry, but not exactly to eat people, no. It's safe to assume they ration. would feel almost immediately. So Roshin may not be infected. Uh, when it brought me up into the sky, it tried to worm its way into my thoughts, but I managed to fight it off. Oh, good. Uh, if, that was the, if that was the trigger, then I think I may be out of the woods. Or out of the desert. So Trishik, there oh, is one thing. There is one thing you can do. And what would that be? You know that thing I told you to hold on to. If you drink that, it doesn't matter. It, it is true. It will go away. Perhaps if last option. I'm just saying we do have an out. Yes. If this, if if what does, are you talking about? You'll see if need be. It's uh, it's my ace in the hole. So my other concern is the gnome back. I told you I'm gonna take care of it. No, as, you're not. As much as I appreciate <laughs> one problem at a time, gnome, I will happily leave him for another solution until I can figure Trushik out. We do have at least a couple days to deal with him. You said it's from time of infection, so maybe tomorrow at earliest. Hmm. Did he get infected? I don't know. Uh, last scroll of remove curse. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. 18 on the die. Oh, that's much nicer. See, it just took a little more magic. All right. Uh, say 44. Believe. Better. A 44 again. Cast out this magic into Trashik. And again, feel it rebuffed. Seventh level is not a high enough remove curse to do this on a success. Scroll just explodes into ash. And Trashik. You feel that you really got a good casting on that when you connected, but this, this whatever it is, it's slumbering within Trishik is I, very powerful. Pretty hungry still. I yeah. think you should really have a drink. We have a couple days. No, we have, no, we have a couple have a days. Drink. We, 
it will work. It I is, don't know what you're talking about. I don't know work. what you're referring to. But rather than use it now, if we can get hands on another scroll, make it to catfish, let us deal with what we can while we have the time. I don't even know if we will. Catfish isn't far away. Hopefully, with the Wendigo dead, the storm will die down. We can make it to Catfish and actually find something proper to deal with this. We can take the gnome with us too. Yes. Okay, but I if, really if, don't if, if you're not burying him in a shallow grave, Marshall. But worse comes to worse, you're taking that. I'm not letting Absolutely. you get hurt. Absolutely, I'm not going to turn into that thing. Okay, good. Hmm. Look. Over here thinking, ah, oh, that'd be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to make a new character. <laughs> so when we were in the, uh, remember when we were in the crypt and we were wandering around uh, down below when we were uh, in the, in, in, in Cobbler. Oh, that place. The temple. We um, found something there in the temple. It was the most powerful removal elixir I've ever seen. I think it will literally, it will literally bring someone back to life. Even from complete death, they could literally just be dead and have been dead and I can pour it down their throat and they will come back. It is that powerful. It is perfect. It will remove anything. So if we need to save Trishik, we can. Alright, well, that's good to know. I, I kept it because I wanted it there in case one of you needed it. She gave it to me in case would uh, need to revive one of you. This makes sense. You two would be the ones who would probably survive because we would die protecting you. And yeah. Trishik would and be Raz, even be more fragile. likely. I'm sorry, we're starting to Point. Slow rock on the storm, please. <laughs> but uh, I do the I, I didn't want you to think it was anything bad. I just I wanted to keep it as safe as I could. Of course. When, when I start to feel the craving to eat a living being, I will drink the potion. For now, I am just hungry. Okay. Sure. I've got some more trail rations. And I got endless supply of potatoes. We right. have plenty of food for now. Well, I think that uh, the king's residence would probably be perfectly safe now that the Wendigo isn't out and about. Oh, sure. Every house we walk into is totally safe, and nothing horrible ever happens uh, when we go into things named after monarchs. There is only going to be a Wendigo in every house we go to now. It's I'm just fine. trying to say. If you go into the house with us, yeah. Exactly. When does anything ever go right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's fine. I'm sure it should be fine. I suppose they wanted to check on it anyway. The sandstorm's still going. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's Come just, on. Yeah, the sandstorm Let's has get shown this over with. no signs of abating here. As you head back out in the storm to continue along your way, more Wendigos. It's another... Hi, guys. It's another five minutes further that you finally come across this strange, more of a compound in the castle. A uh, much, as the Sukmaster had told you, a variety of buildings sort of drawn together by haphazard uh, constructions of wood and brick between them, walkways and simple fences, uh, where inside you would, uh, or once uh, arriving, finding the sealed doors uh, that they have apparently uh, completely sealed out all the outside of the compound to protect it from a combination of the elements and, you know, the general horrible things that are happening to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once you're able to get into contact with anybody in the inside, uh, probably literally shouting over the storm through a closed doorway to get them to understand. Hey, Abbott. It would be... Uh, <laughs> it would be a perhaps annoying experience, but not a particularly difficult one. 
to get the old king and the retainers he still keeps in his court to follow along with you back to Basil Basin. Where you arrive uh, back to the gnomish hordes inside the primary safety at the center of the town. And once again, Sukmaster Wasilka near the door of greeting you as soon as the blasting sands have been sealed back outside and your end of the door is shut behind you. Uh, you're coming and going, slowly adding to the sand pile inside the door, but complemented by the dozens that you have saved now, as well as the stacks of crates, barrels, and sacks of supplies uh, inside the doorways that they've been working to attempt to distribute out uh, now that they apparently have decided that immediately means they don't need to ration quite so tightly. <laughs> we left the gnomes in charge for five minutes. This was perhaps a mistake. <laughs> but coming back inside and again as the soup master greets you, well, okay, this this is all going uh, far better than I would have expected. That, well, that's the old High King Narvamelp, and you've brought us loads of supplies from the market as well as a bunch of uh, well, very people that are hiding out. I, uh, I, I don't really know what else we can do other than start coming through the city uh, building by building, perhaps. We're trying, to, trying to find people. It's <laughs> Well, we were assaulted by, uh, by a creature in the middle of the storm. Uh, it looks like it might have been the one responsible for all this. We put it down. It was yep. more of the angry clouds. Or... No, it was, it was the worst thing. The one that they're all talking about. You may have noticed the air shift in here. Their hearts lightened a bit. They, they had. I, I, I just assumed that that rolling back our rationing had, well, it had a prodigious effect upon the town's morale, but like you know, now well. that you, you mention, honestly, I kind of do. I, it's like a, a foreboding that sort of just pulled itself away. It's like Good. a shadow was gone, I, I suppose. With the death of the creature, the, the nightmare ends as well. The antler demon. It's gone. Just the one. But why is the storm still blowing? should subside hopefully in a few few hours maybe it's just a natural sandstorm now but what if there's do you think there's more don't, demons? don't curse it don't say anything don't jinx it i think we'd still be feeling the fear if that were the case oh. but no these things I these think, things strike me as being very I solidary lone wolves <laughs> um regardless where, though where is, we have to talk about that gnome we brought back yes where is the gnome that we brought back we brought from back the a, market? a bunch of gnomes you've got the high king you've got the, the one who was in bad condition who quickly went to sleep and it's yes. oh the, the one with the dwarf um yeah that was uh he told me armok i think his name was uh he, he she's just kind of looking around i don't know well, they're probably in here somewhere he's that I'm, creature I'm gonna carries just a disease. Perception and immediately and go looking for him. Caught it. We need to take him with us to Katapesh for treatment. To Katapesh? To Katapesh. Well, I don't know that you're gonna be able to get to Katapesh through this storm. The the roads barely even exist at this point. It's a day's journey at best. And that's on camels. Uh, have you did you really just walk here? Look, we have to get him there. We don't have very much we time. We don't have much time. If this is what we think it is, he's only got a couple of days. Oh, okay. Um well, I... Hopefully uh, the storm abides in a few hours and we can go. Trishik, make me a perception check as you head out to the crowd here trying to uh, locate him. Because again, you're just in an open... Sleeping Open ambi baby. There's a lot uh, of various sleeping... 29. A little bit injured gnomes. As you look through, again, this place is massive. Trying to find one gnome and a dwarf in here is literally a needle in a haystack. It's not like she kept tabs on everyone as they came in. You have no idea where they ended up. <clears throat> yeah. 
stand up onto Sheik's shoulders, get myself some height above all the other gnomes. Probably scraping the roof a little bit. How's That's it? a pretty big building. It's actually, it's like a, like a vaulted 20 foot above ceiling. It is a huge empty rectangle and a massive structure. Not, massive, massive, not just massive for gnomes. I'm going to try to toot my horn as loud as I can to get everyone's attention. Because I'm assuming it can be a very loud echoey chamber. It is a trumpet. So yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And try to get them all to quiet down. I'm going to shout as loud as my little performer lungs can. I'm looking for a white-haired gnome named Armok. We brought him in with survivors. We need to talk to him. Uh, make me a diplomacy check, Mr. Bard. Don't worry. If this doesn't work out, I'll just... I'm still sickened from the sandstorm. Problem solved. <laughs> Don't worry. If this doesn't work out, I'm throwing a prying eye up on the ceiling, and we will see I'm all. still sickened by this sandstorm, so I'm coughing. <laughs> it just... It got sand everywhere. Still tough. Hmm. That's a really hard die to read. Um... 30. 30. As you call out, you have uh, the attention of a lot of gnomes, a uh, variable silence in the area around you, but everyone looks around and just kind of looks at each other and some like shrugs and some confused looks. <laughs> and the souk master is still kind of behind you here. Um, I don't really know what I can do to help. Um, and she's just sort of like <sighs> hearing. What's your hand up to your eyes trying to look through uh, the crowd? Shoot, shoot Lair. I'll flip first. <laughs> I'm going to throw a prying eye up and just have it start floating around above everyone. And Roshin's going to airwalk and just walk over and just look down, looking primarily for the people from the market. And from there, right. we'll try to narrow it down to the, the two of you. Marshall make... is going to pick up one nomad at a time and be like, nope. Nope. The two of you <laughs> make me perception checks. Jesus. Your, your higher advantage here is going to give you an, uh, an advantage, but again, there are hundreds of gnomes in here. I'll Some cast... of them wrapped in blankets, piled together. Like it's. I'll cast heroism as well. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> 13. Marshall's healthy. Oh, I got it. He's helping slowly. Too? You would eventually get there, <laughs> given an infinite time. 38. I also got a 38. The two of you would both see, you would not be able to actually see the gnome, but both of you would make out the dwarf that had been with him. Now he's moved some way into the area uh, towards the eastern wall, and there is a blanket wrapped lump next to him with just a little white on the top that you're pretty sure is Armok. Uh, the two of you, they're able to direct the rest of the party, and all of you can reconvene uh, along with the Sukmaster, who is definitely at least intrigued enough to come follow you over here. If someone's not going to be like, no, stop. Mm -hmm. She's definitely going to come along with you uh, as you make your way over to the pair of them at the Easter Wall. And the dwarf, as he looks up, sees the group of you. Hi. Um, I, I want to thank you for, for getting us out of there. That's... Do not worry. It's not over quite yet. Uh, yeah, we're here to uh, uh, save the day again. That creature that attacked your friend there uh, carried a sickness. Our friend has it too. We need to get him to Castle Pesh to get treatment. This ain't no friend of mine. I don't know him. Well, well we're taking uh, him with us. When did he fall from the sky? Uh, I, I don't know. Someone, someone brought him into the building maybe a couple of hours after the storm first started. Uh, we were just waiting and uh, standing inside, still going about our business, chatting and drinking, and just waiting for it to abate. How long ago was that? Hey, uh, two days. I don't know. Oh, that's not good. I believe we might need to uh, 
take care of this. Yeah, unfortunately. Let's take him. <laughs> so the creature is called a Wendigo. It is very hungry, very bad. It makes other Wendigos from people. It brings into the sky and drops. And it then more eggs. There's no good deed unpunished. What? So if we're carrying him down here, what, am I infected with this? No, 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 no. no you no, have no. to be carried into the sky. It affected me. We're going to get the fish to cure it. We're going to deal with him, though, right now. We and don't the, have another option. As you're talking to him here, explaining this thing, you hear some, like, whispers going out among the gnomish horde around you here as this concern kind of spreads to the crowd a little bit. He just nods. I don't know the book. Look, I done more than enough to, uh, to put my neck on the line in, in perhaps the face of death if he's got some crazy monster contagion. Look, I done my part. I want no more of this. You, we're not asking you to. We're just going to take him with Roshin us. will pick him up. No one else is at risk as long as they haven't been touched by the creature and taken into the sky. And, uh, Sukmaster's down there. Here. You sure? Yeah. He's... This would be a pretty bad place for a sickness to rip through. Well, pretty packed in here. Look well, at me. It's not exactly a sickness. It's more like a magical curse. Has anyone else been taken by that creature and taken into the sky and dropped back down and come back to you? Is it a... It's a is serious... This, is there a punchline? No, it's no. an actual No, 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 no it's an actual... This is a very serious question. Um, not, not that I've heard. I... We, we've definitely heard that there's been all sorts of things, whether the, the, the angry clouds or their demons and snatching folk up, but I mean... But they haven't come, come back. back from it, no. Good. I mean, not good, but... It could be worse. It could be worse. So, right. preemptively, marking the gnome for death. Yeah, that's, Just in case. It's fair at this Why point, honestly. <laughs> well, what, what do you suppose we do? Go. There's... Uh, I, I mean, uh, he's already in here. He looks uh, right unconscious, really. We're, we're going... We need to get him. We need to take him out. We have to take him to Katabesh now. We don't have time to wait. We don't. If we can get him to Katabesh, perhaps we can save him and bring him back. But if he wakes up and tries to eat someone, we're going to have to kill him. And another gnome. Well, we do not know what the curse might do to him. I'm just going to guess gnome. It's oh. likely gnome, but... Do we gnome, have but... camels that we can... Rent, buy, Look borrow. after everything you've done. I've, I have a mind to just give you anything you want from the city, honestly, but I don't know if camels can make it through this storm. I... What can? Not much. Uh, you got any angry cloud monsters you're on good terms with? Look at you. Everyone looks at Trishik. Raj just looks <laughs> up into the sky, thinking. I'm going to roll a lower underworld. It's really unfortunate, but like I, I, <laughs> maybe we I should... don't know what we can do until this storm abates. There's... Maybe we should wait a few hours and see if it dies down now that the magic is gone. If you think it's safe, we could. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've been out in the storm and back a half dozen times, and you're somehow still alive. You're certainly the worst for wear for it. But <laughs> um, we, we could put him in a different building. I suppose something nearby. Away from people. We perhaps, just perhaps to the the old king's place. Yes, let's isolate him now. Okay. I, I I trust your word for this. Um, we just don't want anyone else to get hurt. No, I, nor do I. Uh, as a souk master, the the livelihood and the safety of the people of uh, of this town are my my foremost concern, obviously. And, and as emergency rescue coordinator, that again, doubly so. Right. Well, 
Good job, emergency rescue coordinator. Uh, let's let's be getting him out of here before well, anything if, unfortunate happens. Well, if you're happens. sure that you, you've got the High King and his, ret his retainers back out, then uh, I suppose that's probably the, the, the best safe place if they've been okay there. Does he call himself the High King? I'm just curious, because no one else seems to. It's like you call yourselves yeah, heroes. Everybody would call him the High King. Literally everybody. No one would refer to him as anything but your majesty or High King. Huh. Absolutely a, every single gnome in the city. It's a it's a bunch and of kids playing pretend. As he came back in from that last trip, like the gnomes he walked past the would bow their heads king. and say, "Your Majesty." They're having fun. Having so much fun with it. I love this guy. Well, he's not the high king anymore. He was the high king before I became soup master. Uh, he decided that he would rather retire. Uh, he didn't get to drink as much as he wanted to when he was in charge of the city. I like this man. He went out on top. Right. He still has a lot of respect among the people of Finder Plain for sure. But uh, I suppose he won't. Well, he definitely would object to us, us using his palace. I can ask him. Uh, uh, no why don't need. We just not ask him. Are you sure? Yeah. It's perfectly fine. It'll be fine. Okay. Thanks. Well, whatever you think is best. If you have a better idea, uh, of course. Uh, at this point, I'm I'm ready to defer to your judgment for anything as far as this emergency is concerned. In fact, and she reaches out to Rez and just puts a hand on her shoulder. Oh God. As a soup master of Finder Plane. I hereby assign you the duty of emergency coordinator for the remainder of this sandstorm. You've done a fantastic job so far, and I think you're- I retire. Understandable. That was you. peak awesome. <laughs> no reverse. <laughs> Everyone has to call Rise Your Majesty now, though. Well, um, I guess do whatever you think is best then. Uh, I'll still try to keep things running here. Uh, I, I feel like I'm, you know, I have a strange sense, uh, sense that I'm going to have a lot of particularly dangerous rumors to quench here in the immediate future, so I should probably get on top of that. I think you'll do a fantastic job. Well, does that mean that for uh, the remainder of our friendship, I will be calling you the ex- uh, Emergency Service, emergency service Coordinator uh, Race? Yeah, that oh. works. That's a good oh. title. Is a mouthful, but I like it. <laughs> so you want to take... Can I call you Emergency Mouse? You want to take no. Armok back to the King's Palace. Uh, that's going to be another journey through the sandstorm here. It's uh, a favorite place to be. Can we have a sack full of, of handcuffs? Just bind them up. We actually do have an awful lot. We have so, have so many handcuffs. So, so many. Then why don't we just go well, ahead and just, uh, for I'm safety. I'm going to put one on his arms, one on his legs, three of them, where one's connected to the legs, and then the arms, <laughs> then around his neck. Bundle of uh, bundle of rags and leather in his mouth, tied behind his back. With so a manacle around his mouth. Man is spectacularly welcome. And then he cannot him. move without the jingling of chains echoing throughout the streets. Everybody made me a fortitude safe. Oh, it's our favorite role. My favorite. Role. Today's fun. I rolled 10 this time. Let's that give you total? 29. Sand. Because I'm still, I'm still <laughs> sitting. <Not> one. <laughs> Not right. Yo! I'm actually doing good on these rolls. It would be a 31 if I wasn't still sickened. But you are, so sand. 33. You're good. Trishik? I got a 31. You're good. So, Rez continues to have the worst day of his life. Hey, <laughs> um, I rolled a 7. That's what I've been rolling. Get better con. And you no. get... <laughs> <laughs> the now abandoned regent's court of the high king and just sort of leave Armok there. He's going to be theoretically unconscious for several days from the slumber line. Well, and he has who a said anything stuff. about leaving him? Oh, you're staying there with him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were just we dump, can't, dumping them off and we going to No, 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 we no, can't no, leave. No, no. We can't go through the storm yet until oh, the storm dissipates. Man, I thought you were super confident in your medical. No. no. Oh, you just thought we were idiots, did you? No, that's so that when he turns, we have a round to react. Yeah, that's what that is. I mean, I could um, watch him. Guys. No. <laughs> guys. Because we have to wait for the storm to go away before um, we leave. I really don't feel right about letting him turn. I think that's cruel. Well, when a dog, it, when a dog to. is rabid, you don't let it turn and hurt itself and hurt other people. As much as it's horrific, you put it down because it's the only kind thing to do. I mean... This isn't about evil and it's not about hurting him. It is about the fact that there is nothing from this man here forth but pain, suffering, and causing it to others. And we have a responsibility as the people who found him and tried to help him and failed to fix it. But he hasn't turned yet. And but he over. will. But on the same logic, you would have to take Trishik down too. No, Trishik, we can heal. Are you 100% certain? Yes. Without without any doubt? Yes. How do you know? Well, first um, off, before you start getting into all of this nonsense, <clears throat> he has to eat flesh before he turns. Yes. You said that yourself, right? Yes. He's not eating anything on our watch. That just means we're going to kill him when it's a danger to us again. We're going to get him to Katapesh, get him treated. That's what you're going to do. In a day, with this sandstorm. Are you sure you don't want me to? No. Oh. Well, if, if you he would doesn't like. Move, if he doesn't move and he doesn't eat the flesh of his own kind, he won't turn. According to Raz, he's actually been surprisingly accurate about this entire thing. No, that's weird. It's uncharacteristically accurate. A little bit, a little bit. The fence is taken, but yeah. <laughs> I read a book way back when. Actually, more recent, but way back when. But I understand what you're saying, Resume. If there was a chance that he could just turn into a monster immediately and attack us in the night, then I'd understand. But at this point, until he tastes the flesh of his own kind, he's just going to be very uncomfortable. And to sacrifice a potentially endless life for a few days of uncomfort, it's weak and a waste. Wait, I, I have an idea that might help. I'm gonna pull a rope out of my bag. He's pretty well secured already. <laughs> yes, but what would be more secure if he was tied up in a nice little sleeping bag made of rope? What? I mean, he's it not. Seems needlessly excessive. Are you sure he's not bored? The, the more things that he has to break out of, the harder it will be for him to eat flesh. I mean, it's it hard to argue with this. It's hard to argue. Plus, with it's that. not like we're using the rope. All right, all right, fair enough. So I will just bind him up Put in him a rope as well. How are you all looking uh, health-wise? I think a couple of you took a wee bit of slappage there. I fell 100 feet. You did fall 100 feet. You're surprisingly, surprisingly fine. I didn't really do that much. It was more the Wendigo. Um, do we have enough uh, alchemical Oh, yeah. We're fine. We've barely gone through any today. How much is it He's now? A, I could just potato uh, How much is it now? How much is what now? The healing potions. I forgot to write it down in my new character sheet. What kind sheet. of healing they're, potions do you get? They're, they're the um, 3d6 plus 6. Oh, that's... Uh, we. So it's, I think, 16? Six, we've been doing 18. Oh, yeah, we've been doing 18. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little above average is what I'm giving you, basically. It's like you rolled a 400. Okay. I thought um, that you got be better ones yeah. at this level. No, I'd get better at next level. Okay, I could probably Because I went so with it, blood components. If you have enough, we don't, we don't have to do the math. If you, yeah. you have enough I, to heal everybody yeah. up. Okay. I should. And then you could heal everybody up. I Lucky have dokey. 14 of them left. As you wait here, oh, yeah. waiting with Armok, tending to your wounds, taking a good pile of these elixirs and looking through the things that you have, um, 
the things that you've collected. Uh, the only one of particular interest, really, from that strange Wendigo um, being the strange little skeletal statue. Make me an arcana check. <sighs> sure. You're great at identifying stuff. I'm sorry. Look, I'm going to use the Eye of the Wise. Get me a plus two for all the good it does me. I can assist you. Just don't roll a four. Yeah. Sure. I hate you. You want me to assist you? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. No, don't. Why well, what? I can't assist well, you. They're no. doing Why not? all Because I said so. Please. That serves you right. Let me help at some point. Guys. This is what you get for not accepting my help. I'm, I'm very trained in Arcana. I hate you. Without <laughs> anyone else knowing. <laughs> Raz is trying to leave, and, uh, leave the house. Raz is bored. Yeah, leaving the house is Well, they can watch me leave. I don't want them to know what I'm sure, doing. Especially if you're all like in one room. But you yeah. would definitely be able to grab them and sneak them back unless yeah. somebody came with you. Yeah. What'd you get? 32. A 32? It's almost, it's certainly a talisman of some kind, and almost certainly one that's affixed to a weapon. Um, but I'm shocked. You just, you can't figure out exactly what it is it's supposed to do. And as you're handling it here, um, part of the flaw in your assessments is in the middle of you trying to unwind the magical energies. You try to turn it over, and you actually just fumble and drop it. Uh, and that kind of puts a kibosh on you getting a, a total understanding of what it's capable of. But it's a weapon talisman of some variety. Sounds like me. <laughs> As an added precaution, I'm also going to add my manacles to the mix. So, here's what's funny. Doesn't that kill him? No. How? It knocks you unconscious, then it stops until you wake back up, and then knocks you unconscious again. I was unconscious forever from the slumber life, anyway. So as you go out in the storm, Rez, this would probably be maybe like an hour at this point after defeating the Wendigo. It's shown no real signs of stopping. Those horns you would find having blown up against the side of a building in a drift of sand barely sticking out. Um, they're pretty wide and scraggly and would not easily fit into a bag of holding. Do I have anything to break these with? I mean, you could break them if you want yeah, to break that's, them. Yeah, that's just kind of snap them over my knees. <laughs> rat strength. Rat strength. You have strength? It's got a little spindly rat It takes a bunch of hits, yeah, but you can like, break it against a wall or something, yeah. shear it down enough to fit into your bag of holding and take it back. You never know what's useful. You never know what's cursed either. Nope. I'll take the curse. And you yell at me for cursed items. So you wait in the High King's Palace for some hours. When you got here, uh, by the time you got to this palace, it was probably early afternoon. And much of the day passes until near what nearabouts what would be evening as you just wait. The gnome shows no signs of awakening. He is super unconscious. Well, realistically, after probably three hours, probably figuring that the storm's not going to stop. Because according to Mr. Who's been surprisingly accurate, he said that this would take maybe about an hour after it was dead. A few so, hours. Given yeah. a few hours, is maybe a different cause than the Wendigo? It seems a little bit uh, abnormal. Well, I'm not used to the ways of the weather in the desert. Does anyone have any... Could it be is that this natural? Or is going he on right infected now? someone and so the curse is going to go on until the, in the chain is broken? I mean, the elementals might have something to do with it. They're still out and about. I mean, I was just going to suggest maybe the fact that that demigod dragon thing that we fought earlier somehow transported us here 
Mm, maybe that wondering. affected the weather here or something. I don't know. Sheik, make me a perception check as you're looking, trying to kind of figure out why this isn't really working, why nothing's happening. These have giant industrial fans. I don't really know about storms. That's a one yeah, for a it's 27. Still, like, it's still blowing strong. It, I'm just going off of what I was told. This no seems idea, a little weird. Yeah. It's kind of odd. Hmm. Well, they said the storm's been raging for days, like two days now. Well, the Wendigo's been driving it, though, right? I would assume that. Do the that. create the storms, or do they just take advantage of them? That's where it, it's blurry. It's a lot of... I'm recalling a lot of knowledge from folktales and... <sighs> Those elementals. There's another thing just added on to it. Yeah, yeah it could be, it just could be a combination of a lot of things. Like Wendigo could have a hand in it, and then something else could just be sustaining it. We don't want hmm. to leave this thing, this guy here, but we might have to. If anything, uh, we're going to be taking him, him with us. Yeah, we're not leaving Put him in the gourd home. I can't. You shrink can, us. Actually. You shrink us down in the gourd home. If it's uh, if it's transported or messed with, well, it's shrunk uh, down okay. and the creatures inside. Right. Pop, you get shunted out. Yeah. So I mean, we can put him in a bag. With you will die, but you can put him in the bag. <laughs> well, not a bag of holding, but like just oh, a like sack. a regular. No, but you can put him in a regular bag. Yeah. Put him in a, pap- a papoose and give him to Trishik. Because Marshall put him in a him. what? Papoose. Oh. The baby carrier. Yeah. He's gonna wake up and bite my neck. You're fine. You have skills. Um, <laughs> and you're already affected. Either. Take a look at him. Maybe you can still die. I know he's sleeping, but super duper sleeping. <laughs> Open his eyes. Yeah, there is he's, nobody home. He's gone. Okay. He is like eyes he has rolled. been put under by the surgeon. He is. There is no. The lights are out. <laughs> the lights are out. No one's Real. home. How's his pulse? His pulse is fine. I believe at this point it might be a good idea to just get to walking. Um, I will give him some water. I'll take out a like a cloth and I'll fill it and I'll just drip it into his mouth, like, and I'll do it every couple of hours just so he doesn't dehydrate. Dehydrate. Well, you've been in the palace for about three hours at this point. When Trishik was saying, like, it doesn't look like it's stopping. What are you doing? Are you? Uh, perhaps we can. I don't know if there is anything in time. Maybe we have to stop back by. I think we should just go. Go I where? Agree. Which way is Caspish? She gave us a direction, but we don't have a compass among us. And if you did, you'd have a compass direction. That's Yeah. Mm. Yes, uh, it's, it's, no, it's no good. We can't travel in the star. Not it's either tied to the elementals, tied to the curse that has been passed on to him, or it's related to Dahak. Well, let's write off Dahak because... Dahak would not have been two days ago. A good point. Good oh, point. good point. So it's elementals or it's this guy. I don't think it's him. He's not turned yet. But so, it's still he's still cursed. So he's it's Trishik, but he's not causing a storm. We are don't you, know that. Are you causing the storm? Blah. I don't <laughs> look, You at this point would be stupefied for again. So I would definitely Bah. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Oh, it seems look, you don't have much sand now. choice me. really other than to wait. Because the machine's right. Where, where are you going to go? It's yeah. my bucket sink. But as you wait, over the next few hours, as the day passes to an evening, the intensity of the storm does seem to be abating. Oh, good. Oh, good. And by the time it's <laughs> maybe an hour after sundown and it's dark outside, the wind is still blowing and it's certainly unpleasant but it's just a hard, windy day at this point. It's 
Thank goodness. <sighs> Let us go say goodbye. And you can even see out to the basin from here. Oh, we will be taking along little men with us <laughs> just Shashik. to be safe. Shashik. It's a long walk. Can and you do something with tiny legs? Let's let's go collect those. Uh, let's go collect those camels we were promised. He's little tiny men. <laughs> Can you How do could something he walk about so this? Far? <laughs> I love getting stupefied. This is so, fun. So as you make your way back to the basin <laughs> through now a kind of irritating blowing sand, why the is one the that you're basin definitely not so no. big? Um, Come here, Trishik. It's okay. One that is certainly not impactful enough to uh, inhibit you or debilitate you at all. Are you sure that Raz wouldn't be debilitated? <laughs> this time I got a 37. He'll be okay. <laughs> you arrive once again back into Basil's basin to meet with the souk master once more. And it's easy for you to find her. You can now just open the door and some sand blows in, but it's just a marginal amount and you can just close it again. The screaming winds are no longer a force. You have to fight going in and out of buildings. And she comes. Well, it's, it's certainly sounding like it's winding down. It certainly is. We need to actually make it out to Katapesh. Could we have those camels you were telling us about? I... Yeah. Oh, wait, are we going to be eating them? I... We'll, we'll happily about buy them. Camels out into a sandstorm at this point, but uh, again, you're you're more than welcome to have everything, everything, everything you've done. You, here as a souk master, a finder plane, and she was wait a second, and kind of stands up, straightens her shirt, and kind of turns around, and waves her hands up overhead. Attention, attention, citizens of finder plane, traveling merchants, visitors all. As a souk master, Wasilka of the city, good city of finder plane, these. Five men and women here, new to us. I don't honestly know exactly what it is that they did, but they killed this this antler demon, this this windy hate, the source of the storm. Probably, it sir seems like it's abating. It's well, it's the, the you can hear it. The winds don't howl as they once did. Now they just throw sand against the walls like any other day. Uh, not a not a great day, but. But not the worst day, not the last two days. Oh, she's inspiring. <laughs> I love her. I officially recognize on the part of the city of Finder Plain, all five of you as heroes of our yes! city. We're the heroes of Finder Plain. We retired. Uh. A title that you <laughs> proudly as not just I, but all of us here may well owe you our very lives. Our... And uh, there's kind of like a mixed... A couple like scattered claps, and it's very lukewarm. Uh, um, as the newly anointed heroes of Finder Plane, give uh, us all of your food, please. <laughs> the, uh, I hereby uh, am gifting the town uh, with 50 gold pieces so that you can rebuild much of what was lost and refill your coffers. Wait, no, that's. That's actually kind of a good idea. Citizens of Thunderplane, tomorrow, if our heroes are still with us and the storm has faded, we should make a pot. We should pool together our resources, that which we can spare, that which has survived to thank you. As we can, I hope you can No, 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 no. We're, not, we're not gonna, we don't want money, we're gonna give you money. Look, moreover, we don't have time to stick around. No, no, we no. have to get to Casper. We just want to help you rebuild the town. Here, she'll throw him. A, she'll throw her a bag of money with 50 gold pieces in it. I mean, 
Yeah, this would be like a, a wagon or something. How many people do you think live here? here? Approximately oh, enough. Them, right? I mean, I, I mean, thank you. I guess like it's, it's, it's a nice gesture, but. A fifty gold's kind of an insignificant amount of money oh. running a city. Oh, uh, all right then. Uh, no, how much do we have? We don't need this. <laughs> how much do we have? <laughs> We're fine. Thank oh, Resme, you're I'm giving sure you the city pennies. I'm sure you have a long and troubling time ahead of you. We'll be out of your way. Oh, the new, the head of the new reclamation. We don't have stuff to spare on this. She's we have to now go the head of the reclamation and rebuilding committee. The magical removal of curses is very expensive, my dear. I'll get you to the candles, but but if you really do have to go, like if you really need to leave right now, um, let me find you something. Hold on. Uh, probably and, uh, a guide who knows the way. Or a map. And uh, yeah, she that. she kind of goes off in this a little bit, and you or see not. her go <laughs> and root around through some of the stocks. Uh, there's the supplies that you had brought in that are piled next to the door, but not too far from that. There's something that's uh, a bit more organized is a strong word, but sorted, at least. Hmm. That seems to be the town's goods that they had been subsisting on previously. They haven't gone through your new supplies yet. But she shuffles through. They certainly tried to get there. And hmm. comes back with... A like a small hand-sized canvas canteen, a glass bottle, and a small and a roll of parchment, looking like a single Here's sheet a of glass paper. Glass of water and a map. Have fun. And uh, she goes, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, here is a, a map of the surrounding environs. We, we have oh, plenty. Oh, that's um, nice. You can take this. It should help you find your way to Katapesh. But um, these other two, well, they're the nicest things I could find on short notice. Um, and well, based on your exploits so far that you, you might find them useful maybe um well they, they would have been useful to you maybe three hours ago but well i, I didn't know that you were actually going to be successful and I, I had no idea that you were as adept as you were so maybe they're useless i don't know anyway i think you'll get more use out of this than any of us will really and uh she hands you these this is the canteen this bottle um that that bottle is a is a healing potion but it's a fairly powerful one that uh, a merchant gave me some time back uh, in case of uh, an actual life or death situation, he said it's a major elixir of life. So it's pretty potent. Ooh. It's about the strongest that can be brewed, he said. Uh, and that canteen as well. That's not just water. That's something to avoid uh, getting lost in the desert or anywhere, really. <coughs> That's a, a major eagle eye elixir. That's as strong as they come. He was a pretty good alchemist, it seemed like. Oh my gosh, that's so nice of you. Well, I mean, honestly... <laughs> Uh, well, unless something like I this happens again. I gotta give you again. something. This is awful. I what feel horrible. You, you, you saved, saved the, the city. Town. You did what a hero did. Oh. You've given me fighter plane back. That's that's good enough. You've given her I a new title. I can't imagine anything else to ask for. Hey, don't you be worried. We'll be coming back through here on the way out, and we okay. can say thank you once again. You're right. Well. Why is it so hot? Oh We're in the God. desert. Let's Come on, the sweetie. Desert. But it's it's night time now. To be getting much Trishy, colder. Trishy, what do we have to go? You you, you just yes. flow in here out of nowhere in the middle of a death storm that, that almost certainly, with what you said, would have killed everyone. And you just left us, and here it is, <laughs> the same day, and you're well, you're blowing right back out. Well, we'd love to stick around for parties and all of that. It, it's certainly it's something that we've enjoyed before in the past. Well, uh, you're you're like villagers. mercenary, you're the adventurer sorts, right? Well, that's exactly super uncommon. No, 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 we're not mercenaries. We're heroes. Your says it right in the contract. Yes, of it course. It says it. But magical curses to break, and they certainly don't give you much time to do it. Unless well, you have... I mean, I've seen a couple of various heroes come through here. Uh, adventurers are, 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 I guess, the more regular the word. They're not quite as heroic as you guys were. But I've never met one that didn't want to be paid for their services. It's not exactly we don't want to be paid. Is it I'm going to cover his threat? mouth. 
his because I don't know what he's about Marshall to say, but I have a feeling it's not useful. Goes, Come on, boss, let's go. Well, let's go. Goodbye, everyone. We'll be heading to Caterpillar now and hopefully stopping this terrible curse. And she just like very excitedly. Do you want to know where the camels are? Yes. Yes. I'm just carrying you over my shoulder like and a so sack just, of potatoes. Just kind of like, yeah, out of the building. <laughs> it seems a little premature of a goodbye scene because I, I still need to take you to our livestock. Or saying okay. goodbye to the rest of the gold well, Yeah, yeah, yeah you're coming with having us. Having to turn around and carry me back. We have to be going. That is not exactly a lot Do of... Oh, yes, she, she scoots out the door with you and like throws a hand up in front of her face and splits her eyes together. Ah. This is annoying, but this is like regular annoying. This this happens two or three times a season, generally. Air bubble. Oh, I can still breathe. Oh, that was scary for a second. Um, <laughs> You're so cute. What is Actively this? three foot tall. Just, on a I just day. want to make a comment. Her her art just makes it look like she's just nervous all the time. You're just adorable. I just <laughs> I want to take you with us, but I'm not going to because I like you. Well, honestly, if I didn't need to oversee Smart. the uh, uh, the rebuilding and restructuring committee that I'm going to establish tomorrow, uh, I'd be more than happy to come to Catapish. I mean, I need to follow up on Bennett or Benib. Bennett? Who? It's one of the two. I don't know. Uh, he had some sort of a disagreement with uh, some merchants from Catapresh's Scarlet Triad not too long ago. Oh, yeah. But Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Hey, wow. I got a question. Back up. Got a question. Two seconds. Do you oh, mean oh, do you, the you know people him? with this symbol? And I'll point at the manacles that are currently wrapped all around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you said you didn't come from Catapesh. No, we've met a lot of these people in not Catapesh. They're oh. good friends of us. No, just go on. Just they were a pretty good company. Marshall proceeds to muzzle with the manacle. <laughs> Pop it loose. You see, it was a bad idea. We do business. Well, we do business regularly often. Uh, I mean, honestly, they're kind of annoying sometimes, but. Um, I'll use me salt next time. They're not a terrible trade partner. I just know there was some kind of a merchant dispute nose. between them and Bennett. Or Bennett, one of the two. Didn't we have was, a letter from him? Or was that somebody else? Wait, else. Do you know what, what letter was there it? There were a, a bunch of letters we found. Who was that? Have you looked at the letters that Marshall's uh, got from the, the pack C? off of the dead known yeah. by the gate? You would absolutely find one from Benham um, about a caravan that had gone missing in the desert. Uh -huh. Yeah, but, yeah, I thought so. Oh, Resume with her little crazy reading memory. We found the mailman. Oh, oh my God, oh, Trishik, you're so much more fun when you're like this. I but know. the mailman <laughs> didn't. Get, the mail didn't get out before the storm came. This. Wait, I wrote this. And then, <laughs> <laughs> that's another, that's another letter. Oh, you have see, a, oh this was my We have committed another good deed. <laughs> we have returned letter to... Well, no, hey, if you're going to Catapest, you can take this with you. Okay. Uh, it was a message to the Packmasters that I was writing them for assistance. That we assisted you. Well, it, was, it wasn't about the sandstorm. This was before the sandstorm. It was all very sudden. No, it was this mercantile dispute with Benham. Um, and the Scarlet Triad, he... Yeah, there was... The, you already know this. You, you do know... No, this was from the mailman. Do you know Ben? Uh, we know him. We know his name from the letter. I know my head well, hurts. He just, had a <laughs> he just had a caravan go missing uh, that was supposed to be underway from Catapesh, and the, the Triad was very upset about it. And Are we walking towards the camels? You're yes. walking towards the yeah. camels okay. as you're talking, yes. It is a very common issue with the Scarlet Triad, unfortunately. Well, they fine, we'll go take them all apart. Well, that was the problem. The Triad was it wanted the caravan. It, it wasn't like 
they're, they're not bandits or whatever, but no, there was no. a lot of their resources that disappeared. Yes, it happens. I've first-hand experience. Did you work with the Scarlet Triad? Oh, no. No, 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 no. We worked with the Scarlet Triad. Oh, that's why you have all this stuff. I should have noticed. I didn't recognize. Well, I didn't see. Yeah, that's definitely enough manacles to be a member of the Scarlet Triad. <laughs> um, all of I, them walk around like edgy teenagers with belts everywhere. <laughs> it's just you, manacles. She gets you around to the backside of a building where <laughs> there are a, there's a, a little corral that is at least fortunately roofed over, even though the roof seems to have kind of ripped free from the ground. It's its stakes gone, and it's just sort of set askew, with several camels just huddled up against the wall underneath it. Oh, good! Freshly They're still polished. here. Is there um, a really cute one? The camels. There is There's no camels. such thing as a cute They're camel. Ca- Let's see. Um, we're only missing about 20, uh, but there's still enough here for you to ride. Well, some of them survived, so that's good. Um, <laughs> we will make sure to bring back at least two for the procreation so you do not <laughs> lose all of yours. Well, there's still like nine here. If we even a camel for each of you, we'd still be plenty fine. And besides, we can pick up more from the merchants next time a caravan comes through. Perfect. Sounds I wonder what like happened to the caravans yep. that tried to come in, in the last two days. Doesn't matter. Uh, we can figure that out later. I we'll have a lot of things it. to sort through. But yeah, take your pick of these, please. It's right. the least I can do. Is anyone good at judging what's a good camel to uh, I pick the closest. <laughs> I, I, I assist you. I'll take a look at camel. them. Well, is it survival? Like sounds like crippled. an excellent idea. Is I just it survival? Don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you, looking that, over them, all the of the camels <laughs> could appear to be a little worn and fatigued from the sandstorm, but all of them more than capable of walking you the day's journey to Katapesh. That said, it's pretty late in the evening, so if you're going to leave right now, you're going to be walking through the night, definitely arriving fatigued, but... That is exactly what Honestly, we in, if the, in the desert, yeah. it's we probably better. We do not better. have the time to be sleepy, only to be tired. Fair enough. This man has all the sleepy for us. Well, with your new gnome friend, Armok, the probably not a Wendigo yet in tow, and the group of Literally. you settled up on five camels with a map... I'm not Absolutely. letting Trashik ride alone. I'm, I'm putting Four camels his... and a if map. If anybody was okay to ride alone, it's the man with sticky hands. Yeah, I'm still like tying your camel pun. to mine we because will I don't trust you. In today's session, underway through the deserts to Katapesh. The sand is still blowing and it's unpleasant, but it's abating by the hour. And sometime in late morning, near noon, he would arrive at the northern gates of the city. But that's it's an adventure for next week. Where the mm. heroes of Finder Plane added to the list. Heroes. Gnome saved. The Where hungers. the Hoff? Where the Hawk? Where the Hunger? Where the Hob? Kintargo? Everybody. Cypher's Plane. Thank you for coming yeah, and hawk. hanging out with us today. Next week, when we return, we head into Catapesh proper. Catapesh? We're going to see what the Scarlet Triad's up to and how we can stop whatever it is. So we can cancel more slavery? And we're going to cancel slavery for good. Hopefully the city will still and be here finally, after we're done. finally, maybe, we can stop their machinations towards Breach Hill and all Sita's ring. Thank you, Paizo, for, running our, for having us with our show here. Sirenscape for all the cool sounds, the Wendigo howls, and Norse Foundry for the fantastic Dyson trays. It was amazing. And you guys, of course, for being here week after week. You want to stupefy me more often? Everybody. No. <laughs> good night. Good night.